Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to podcastjuice.net. My name is Michael Dean, and this is the Michael Dean Show. Now, I just realized my voice may sound a little more nasally. Hey, I'm a little bit more on my cold switching this in my daytime job. No, I'm just joking. I don't talk about that in the job sometimes, but uh, I guess I have a little nasally cold thing going on. So, you know, it's the same guy, just a little more jipper uh, in my tone. Uh, so that may relax some people. But with that said, uh, joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy and Sack. Sir, how are you? Man, this was a long week, but one of my best friends came up to, to town yesterday. We got lunch together and hung out, made the week worth it, but it was a long week. All right, man. Uh, my immature homophobic mind would be like, pause. It was a long week, but, you know, friend came over and we played striking vipers. Joke. <laughs> Again, very immature. Wow. Very immature. Uh, a, she was a woman. <laughs> well, you didn't say that. Wow. B, I didn't need to say it because you should have known. I'm I I'm, again, I'm trying to, you know, go with the times. I don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just playing. Um, also joining us is Mr. Ant Pooh. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, Loki took an L this week. Uh, hmm. Had a job interview with this company. I, I, I didn't really want the position but i'm like damn it you can at least offer it to me but it's like all good when so, you already have something great uh, it's all right to go ahead and hear and we're gonna make a pass on you and you know me being the petty person that i am i decided to give them a list of things that they could do better when in oh, the interview well, process <laughs> <laughs> i was like i told him you know Wow. Five interviews in one day over a two and a half hour period is very unnecessary. Because after th- after the third interview, I checked out. So wow. I, I was just 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 a little something I think you might want to consider moving forward. Damn. Now, did they have uh, was did they tell you this was a uh, surprise interview? No, they did not. Oh, you didn't catch that, did you? No, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, I was sort of trying to see if that was jog your whole your, your mind towards surprise mechanics, uh, but anyway. Uh, okay, I'm lost on that one. You gotta help me out, please help me. Now, just to be clear, I'm. So you you work at EA, right? Yes. So I man, I don't know if you're aware. The big story online, if you, in terms of the gaming. Oh. Yeah. Now. I can, yeah. Oh. <laughs> See how they do you, how they sit you <laughs> Your own mans. Y'all pay attention, man. I go deep. Go deep pause. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, let's talk about this for a second. You don't have to say anything if you don't want, but there were some hearings. Where was, uh, it was some uh, government hearings in a different country. And they had a lot of the gaming companies at this uh, these hearings. And they were talking about uh, gaming in terms of like loot boxes and kind of answering the asking the questions are these types of uh, loot box type things is it gambling you know and is it targeting children and they had this lady up there I believe she was the uh, vice president or president of legal at EA and she basically was like yo and I, and I, I took my hat on on one hand on you know the hustle hat i tipped the hustle hat to her because she was like well they're not loot boxes you know we don't call it that 
these are surprise mechanics. <laughs> I think the whole gaming industry was like, <laughs> what is this? So you said they, you know, rebranded loot boxes uh, and they're surprise mechanics and you, you pay for this. And, you know, she was actually, then she was kind of like snitching on other company, you know, trying to like try snitching other toy manufacturers. Well, if you look at the LOL eggs and some of these other toys, you know, they have surprise elements built in. Um, so we're doing the same thing. And boy, do you talk about setting off a firestorm of uh, backlash. I've all these YouTubers and journalists, I'm, you know, they're going in on EA. And I was just curious, like, have you heard about this talk, uh, Ampu? I'm just asking uh, if you heard about it. I'm not asking you to, like, comment on it. Uh, yeah, I, I saw some headlines about that. Oh, okay. But, you know, that's above my pay grade, so <laughs> I, I can't delve deep into that I, I at all. I get it. I know. get it. People, other people making those decisions. I just I just promote it on social. You say, I just work here. <laughs> I, I, you on your, uh, what's my man that was used to be, uh, uh, the Seahawks? Uh, I just, I'm just here so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> God damn it. It's like like somebody signs my check. I don't sign nobody's there check. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I you know, I, I don't agree with the, the tactics, but I, I, guess I salute EA, but they going to get their bag. They're like, she call it something else. So, so, surprise mechanics. <laughs> I'm like, damn, okay. I'll start trying that in my life, you know, and get caught up on something get pulled um sir you were driving too fast well no i was just doing a surprise speed test uh i wasn't speeding you know it's not speeding see if that'll work (laughs) in our life no no (laughs) oh man okay um all right man let's get into things i wanted to try something a little different today um if you've been listening to at least the last prince podcast as we did the review for the originals album. And let me say, go get that album. It is now out in stores so you can actually buy a copy. And uh, real quick, I went to Barnes and Nobles yesterday because I go there damn near every day, <clears throat> Monday through Friday. And I was like, you know what? Uh, the Prince album is out. Let me go on and pick this. It's been so long that I've actually you know, bought a physical album of something so i was like let me go see if they got this so i walk over to the um cd section which is really small and it wasn't up there and i was like okay huh and they have a very prominent vinyl section uh more so than they have a cds so i went over to the vinyl and i was looking through there and i couldn't find it but boy did they have like rave and uh piano microphone Purple Rain Special Edition. Was uh, the vinyl out yet? So I don't... That's what I don't think it is. I don't think the vinyl was out yet. But suffice to say, they didn't have... You know, I was like, okay, well, let me go ask the lady at the desk. Damn. So I go up there, and it was so funny. It was I walk up there, and I was like, I was like, yeah, can I... I'm looking for the new Prince album. And she had it, like, sitting on the desk. Like, she, she pulled it. You talking about this? <laughs> I was like, uh, Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's supposed to be on the shelf. We just haven't put it out. She kind of said, we haven't put it out yet or something like that. I was like, well, we need to get on that, man. I was like, yeah, let me get that. So, yeah, I bought it at the store. And I just, I was like, I felt good. I was like, man, 
this is I, I remember this, but uh, and it felt good to just actually see it in your hands. You know, I'm just so used to not doing that anymore. And let me say this. Lastly, we'll move on. So I put I only have a CD player in my car. So put it in the car. And my God, I felt like I was listening to something totally different than what I've been listening to these last couple of weeks from streaming. Sound amazing. I was like, God damn. It was, I don't know. It just blew my mind. The quality of it in the car sounds so much better. And just, I had it bumping. I was like, damn, man, Prince. It's a cold, cold individual. But anyway, um, in that show, the review show, I got sidetracked. I mentioned this thing called the quantum realm. And I was kind of like, you know, what if Sheila E was Morris in the movie? And we're kind of just going down an alternate timeline type of thing. And I thought, man, you know what? You could do a whole podcast about this types of stuff. You know, what if this happened this way or whatever? So we're going to try a little bit of that today. Uh, we're going to do some quantum realm, alternate timeline type of stuff. Um, so one off the top, I guess just now that I'm thinking about Prince, um, what is, and we may have talked about this before, but I'm going to throw this to the table. What if, or in another timeline, another quantum realm, Prince and Michael Jackson did bad and it came out? You know, what mm. think would have happened? So first I was trying to think about, like, I could see them doing the song, actually, you know, uh, but I was just thinking that video, though, what would the video have been like? Because I know I think I've seen, heard that Mike sort of had the idea of, you know, it'd be a dance off type of thing. <clears throat> and listen, I'm Prince's biggest fan. You know, one of, I, I like to think I'm a, I'm a Prince fan, but let's let's not be crazy. Michael Jackson dancing in the bad video. If you have not seen that video in a long time. Uh, I don't think that would even been a fair press. Like, I don't, they would have had to do something different because you're not going out, you're not going to outdance Michael Jackson at that day. Ain't nobody was like that dude was, was ridiculous. Um, and as much as I think Prince is a dope dancer, he wasn't doing that. Let's be clear. I'm talking about, I'm talking about synchronized dancing type of thing stage and all that yeah but i don't i don't think that would have been a fair video to try and do that unless unless prince would have came out of somewhere that we haven't seen and was just like okay you know where's the dance step stop it but but i don't know mm. and prince would have said you know what i'm doing a shit in heels what's up <laughs> yeah well i think they both had but anyway I, so i don't know i think the video would have been different but um it would have been dope i think it would have changed certain i, I think it could have change things if that had came out because to see them united I thought it would be would have been very powerful uh, music aside it would have been super powerful that they was the two biggest cats was on a video or on the record together and it and they you know performed it or something I, that would have been like monumental to me I mean um, it would have been curious if that would have set off a different chain of events in terms of maybe them working together at another point or something. Now I got to remember too, that Prince did do something with Madonna. I think that was after that. Can't remember when her album came out, but it wasn't, it was almost like if you didn't pay attention, you wouldn't have known about it. You know, they didn't but, go ahead. 
I was gonna say, but there's a big difference between Prince working with Madonna. Well, well that's what I'm saying, Jack. right? And they never did anything out in the front about it. It was just on a the record. There was no video, or you know what I mean. And obviously, no, I, Michael Jackson. I was speaking way to the fact that they that. were smashing. <laughs> that, that's what. Well, I don't know I don't about think, all that, but I, I hope he didn't do that. Yeah, I ain't gonna get what? It. Yeah. I mean, there's books saying that they were, uh, and I don't. Uh, uh, hey, I don't know. I don't, try, I don't know books, but, but, but maybe it could be the case. But going back to MJ, um, I think that would have been humongously huge. It was already huge anyway, but it would have been even crazy in my opinion. And I, it would have definitely been something we would have all re- remembered over time. And last part, I'll see this and I'll open up to the fellas. I think that um, it would have been a very powerful uh, visual to see those two cats together take away you know all of the oh he's better than this or he does it you know yeah that's kitty stuff i'm talking about seeing these two black men that are titans of the game standing united doing a project would have been very powerful and i think it would have been something that would have affected a lot of cats to see that early on now i think later on in pop culture and I would say that's something about hip hop I really like. You saw a lot of the artists come together and get on a song with each other and, and click up and do shows and stuff like that. And that almost became the norm. But I wish it would have been, I wish those cats had done that earlier to really set the stage to show that, yo, we can click up and let's do business. And, you know, okay, yo, you in this, what's, you know, maybe it would have sparked a conversation. What's your deal look like, Mike? Oh, what you got going over there, Prince? Oh, they doing you like that? Oh, oh. You know, and maybe years later, it'd be like, you know what, man? Let's link up and do business. <laughs> they want what we got, man. Let's run. Let's let's run this game. I'm just sort of that's just my you know, my timeline. That's what would have happened. They would have been like, you know what, man? Go and leave your label. You you do your thing. Okay, let's click up, man. And let's dominate. And let's. It ain't all about singing and dancing no more. You know, I mean, we 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 got that on lock. But let's go ahead and and do good business. And let them come to us, and and then we can shepherd in the young ones because they're gonna come through us anyway. Um, but anyway, with that said, uh, Big Sexy, what are your thoughts? What would you would you th- what would you thought if that would have happened if they did bad? You know, first of all, and I'm, I can't help but look at it from a you know business standpoint as well. But creatively, if they did it, these cats were both incredibly competitive. Mm-hmm. And so, in your scenario where Michael is going to be out dancing Prince, Prince, not, Prince ain't going to step in that. Prince will say, "Okay, fine, Mike, you do a little dancing over there. I'll do my steps. Oh yeah, I'll pick up this guitar too. Oh yeah, I'll hit this keyboard too. Where yet? Where yet? They would have both been allowed to shine in what they do. Now, <clears throat> as we all know, Prince didn't like that lyric." Of the song, your butt is mine. Prince would be like, "Yeah, we, I ain't gonna work here." But you, if they had come together and changed some of the lyrics around or something, it could have been huge. And Prince, I don't ever recall Prince, and correct me if I'm wrong, working on a project where he didn't have creative input. I mean, he's got to write it, he's got to play on it, he's got to produce it. And so, how do you go? So it's not really about Prince and Michael; it's Prince and Quincy Jones. That's the thing here. So if, if Quincy Jones, who is, well, Quincy fucking Jones, says, Prince, I need you to do X, Y, Z, 
how is Prince going to respond to that? Now, having said all that, if Prince and Quincy and Mike could actually collaborate on something, oh, man. That would have been like the musical equivalent of the 92 Dream Team. Because the Dream Team is still talked about. A lot of other all-star teams and Olympic teams have been assembled since that, and none of them are in the same solar system. Because the Dream Team beat everybody, and they weren't arrogant, they weren't cocky. It was like, look, we're just this good. And if you have Quincy and Mike and Prince, and and this time they're all around in the peak of their power set too, come together on a united project, Oh, God. The sales would have been huge. Now, that type of collaboration would have dragged the labels into it because Walter Yentikoff over at Sony would have said, yeah, let's do it. But you know Warner's is like, uh, excuse us. We need a taste of this. So if they could have worked that out to get you know, some type of uh, agreement that Sony, well, not Sony, Warner's would allow Prince to be on the Sony project because it was you know, Michael's album, that would have been enormous and people would still be talking about it right now. You know what? You brought up some very good points. Uh, Quincy Jones. See, that <clears throat> that's just to give it up for Quincy because he was older, obviously been in the game far longer than those two uh, and super established. And for a cat like that to say, let me bring these young cats together, man. I see I see y'all doing your thing. Like y'all, y'all the next ones, y'all the current ones. But I've been in... I, this I started this shit, you know. I'm not saying started, but you know what I mean. Like he could come from a place where he could be like, "Man, come on, man! I, I done been with Frank and such and such, this and that. I did, I did this. Now I'm with Mike. I'm, I'm the elder statesman in this, this motherfucker. And uh, I'm bringing you young to. I'm trying to bring you young cast together. I, actually, I need to see more information on that. Like I really, maybe there's out there. I need to to, to research it. But I would love to hear some more Quincy stories on the details are like you know why was why was he trying to do that was he like you know what it would be good to get these brothers together y- y'all y'all both amazing and let me do it let me handle the production that's the one thing i would say like if there's nobody you anybody prince could trust if he could have let that go it would have been quincy because you you can't say nothing bad about quincy's product i mean that's quincy jones he's got receipts upon receipts so that would have been freaking amazing. And, you, and you, you mentioned, like, how would they make that work? Well, we know how that would have worked now, right? Because who's Quincy's boy? We Clarence just, Avon. Cl- Clarence. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. You know, Clarence Avon. That would have worked. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I got this. This is what I do, youngins. Let me handle this business side. Y'all go and do your thing. See how it would have all sort of came together and it would have been a, a cold-ass move? And you would have multiple generations of black men and at the titans of their game come together. Now, yeah, it would have been on Mike's thing, but everyone would have got to eat. But that's just, this, you know what I'm saying? Like, now as we get more information, we understand the relationships and, and different people. And as I say, it would have been a monumental thing because I'm sure Clarence Avant would have, had to, would have had his feet into it. Well, of course, didn't Clarence end up doing the bad tour, right? Or Mike gave it to him at first. Yeah. And he, yeah. he was like, oh, what the hell are you going to do with this? And y'all said, who the fuck is Clarence Avon? Listen. Hey, do go, your research. <laughs> yeah, go, on, I, go on Netflix. After you finish listening to this, they have a remarkable documentary about this man. And man, he is the glue to the game. 
to the game we never he was the glue we never if we wasn't in the industry you had no idea but when you watch that he'll be like wow okay if you guys haven't watched it yet this is something you need to watch immediately yes it's must it's must see this is a cat that was so connected behind the scenes man and touch everybody we went from everything from the musicians to the politicians but anyway all I can say is don't be that guy to think it's on Netflix you can watch it anytime down the line there he is. <clears throat> <laughs> so watch it now oh I'm not gonna go there go don't, there. don't be that I'm guy let him go mm-hmm. um, and Pooh well, just a couple of things that you said that I wanted to respond to. You said uh, the dancing is supposed to be a dance hall. Uh, I'm not saying Prince could get with him, but I remember watching the the Dortmund show during the uh, the Love Sexy dance breakdown, and he was putting in some moves where I was just impressed. Like, damn, okay, that pop locket, he's doing well. So I would think that he might might have got with Cat, might have got with my MJ's uh, choreographer, and he, they could have put together a very good routine that. Of course, he wasn't going to surpass MJ because MJ damn sure ain't letting that happen in his exactly. But exactly, but it would have been he wouldn't have been blown off the stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing, and again, I don't want to get sidetracked. I know what the topic is, but when you were talking about you know um, having them work together, I remember you put up the post about other original song. Well, there kind of is a new Holy Grail uh, original song that we ain't heard that I would like to hear. Prince's version of Bad that he sent back to MJ. What? Yeah, Susanna, I believe, mentioned that. I, I, I you know, receipts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but yeah, if so that I, exists, I, yeah, that would be. If awesome. that exists, that that would be one I'd like them to put on the next one. Uh, I'm I'm sure the MJ estate and Prince estate would be happy to put that out and eat off of all of that. Uh, the other thing was is that because um, again because you were just talking about all this game. Um, not, Maybe for another time, what would the Batman soundtrack have uh, mm. sounded like with mm. Prince and MJ doing their Joker and Batman sides to that album? Yeah, and see that goes to the opposite spectrum because that's a Prince Warner's project. So Mike has to come in and adjust to their machine instead of Prince coming in and adjusting to their machine. So. Yeah. It could have well, yeah, been, been done for each one. That would have been great. Yeah, it would have been tight. And, you know, that, I think there was it would have been more, there would have been separate songs. You know, you do your songs, I do mine, but that would have been just as great too. But I, I just think anything, if they would have did, personally, if they would have did anything together, it, to me would have been phenomenal, whether it was off or on the stage. <clears throat> and I was just having this conversation before we started the show. I was saying, I bet you if they were both alive today, I would see there would be no question them brothers had linked up. Even and it probably would have took them being a lot more mature and you know older and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But I could just I could, if nothing else <clears throat> if it would have just been some award show and they was giving an award to somebody, I was going to say one person but I know a lot of people get triggered. But if they're about to give the award to somebody and they had somehow got both of them brothers to walk up on the podium and present it to that person themselves, even that would have been powerful if they just both walked up, you know, hey, hi, you're all right. Okay, let's do this thing. Then, you know, this is my, and you know, this, this Prince, you know, this. If they just got, <laughs> <laughs> if they would have just the sight, the optics of them cats standing together on stage like that would have been, even that would have been powerful. 
You know what I'm saying? So I, I, but I definitely believe that if they was alive today, they would have linked up. Whether even if it would have been like some charity concert, like yo man, yo Mike, I'm, I'm doing this thing for Black Lives Matter. Right? Whoop de woo. Yeah, man, put me down, Prince. Let's do let's do this for these kids, man. Let's do it for the culture, man. We we give them all the money for show. Yeah, I, I'm thinking because I uh, I know he started doing this song after Mike's passing, but I would have loved to have seen him. You know, like you said a one off with uh, him and MJ singing "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough" oh, man. with Prince with doing the cool instrumental. Yeah, and of course, yeah, he did it because he was passing, but he was giving him respect. But what if right. what if he was a lot? If he was, if he just said, you know, let me give up this Mike Jack respect while he's here, and Mike came up on stage like during the show. Oh man, it'd be old. Oh, yeah. just like that, that footage of, of Mike coming up on Diana Ross's stage, just coming out of the I audience over. and did his thing. And again, Michael's going to dance because that's what Michael, you know, did. <clears throat> but then Prince would have like fell back, and then had the band just kick it up a notch and try to throw Mike off his dancing, and Mike would have been kept st- staying with him step for step. That would have been fire right there. Yeah, but okay. Now, well, I don't know if Mike would have stayed step for step with his bed the way Prince ready. do it. You're probably right. You're probably, I, I just feel well, like... I, I don't even... I way. think at this time and their older time, I don't think Prince would be trying to throw right. nobody off or nothing at that. You know, these these days. He, man, come up here and do your thing, man. Just like you have everybody else. Get up there and, and do their thing. Now, again, yeah. you can yeah. go back to the early version of that during the James Brown. Again, another Titan, another person that they all fall under and respect. Bring up MJ, Mike, Mike, and Jack, come on up here, Mike. You know, of course, Mike was you know, the man. He always the man. Come on up and do your thing. And then what did Mike do? Mike is the one who humbles himself. Yo, get your Prince up here, man. Yeah, well, Prince, yeah. Come, come on now, Prince, Prince, like now, Prince. And Prince come and do his thing. Now it was early. I mean, it was probably highly like you know nervous and. Uh, on the spot type of thing, but I mean, it was a, it was I was using that as an example to say, you know, Mike was. Let's not forget, you know, Mike was that cat man. It's like I'm showing love, you know, because Mike could have been like, and and then have been and he he could have left it at that, and and James would have been on and did his thing, but Mike said, nah, man, give old boy his shine, man, bring him up. James, can you bring him up there? All right, Mike, you know and allow Prince to come on up. So Mike was always about showing respect and love. Let's, let's keep it 100, you know. And I'm sure think, at a certain point, Prince would have been like, you know what? Yeah, man. But anyway. Go ahead. But I, I think ultimately what would have happened, I really feel like it, it, it would have changed the game because at that time, these two cats at the, again, at the peak of their popularity, collaborating on this one song and it being on an MJ album, I think it probably, as you were saying, it would have set the tone moving forward with artists. We rarely saw things like that. Right. I mean, people point to uh, Stevie and Paul McCartney, and you know, no disrespect to them, they're the Beatles was almost two decades before Stevie's peak was a decade before. I mean, but two guys in their primes in their peak of popularity. Um, Michael just off a of Thriller, uh, Prince off a of Purple Rain, and you know, just. Uh, the creativeness of uh, Sign of the Times and Parade. I mean, yeah, people crapped on the movie, but I mean, he had two movies by that point. And yeah, that would have been something to see because I think hip hop would have followed through with that. 
definitely the R&B people would have been doing more of that in the 90s. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right, man. And I think it was hip-hop who picked it up later and was like, you know what? Man, we can't be beefing and stuff. Get, man, get on this record, man. Let's, let's, let's do this, you know, and, and, and go on to do other stuff. And, and I'm gonna, that sort of transitions into another one I want to bring up quickly. Is uh, the other quantum realm thing is if what if uh, Tupac didn't die that night in Vegas? <clears throat> now, here's what I started to think might happen as opposed to what I would want to happen. I think if he didn't die that night, he would have probably went to back to prison. And I say that because he was on parole, right, during this time, and they got him on video beating the shit, starting yeah. a fight, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I would say that probably what, what would happen probably was if he didn't die, but what if Suge had died in that shooting, right? He's in the car with Suge. I could almost see them putting the narrative that they placed on Suge on Tupac, right? So the same way mm-hmm. Suge went to prison, back to prison during that first because of that fight was on video. They would have there would have been a reckoning that somebody was going to have to go down because of this killing in Vegas, and who would be. Some might, well, who was this next person who seemed like they was the top person besides Suge? Now, again, we didn't really know who Suge was at this time. He was very much in the background to a lot of us. But Tupac nah, was very... Out here in, in Well, I, I'm talking about mainstream. knew he was the scare. Right. Oh, okay. I'm talking about mainstream America, not out there. Most people did not know who Suge was at that point, really. Um, They would have pointed it to, to Pac, possibly, and be like, well, first of all... um. And again, remember, we see, and I'm a Pac super fan, but we see Pac through the lens of, you know, he's, some people put him sanctitude. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? When a person dies, they sort of forget about all this other stuff. And, oh, he's Jesus. But remember, dominant society, they really wasn't fucking with Tupac like that. I mean, in terms of like, you really think law, well, first law enforcement was on his ass, right? At federal surveillance on him. Uh, FBI and all that stuff was following him. He had shot at cops. He's a felon. He's on probation. They would they wasn't heralding him as some saint. So let's be clear about that. So they would have been like, okay, well he's on tape. We got him. He violated his probation. Send him back to prison. And then they probably would have done just like they did. Should they probably would have started having all these books and stuff about death row and some of them may sort of shift Suge's light into this, oh, he was one of the greatest business acumen in the world. He took this gangster label to top of the game. Let's study his business tactics and let's downplay the foolishness aspect of it because one, there's money to be made of Harold and me as a you know, genius. There's another... Uh, part of the game where someone's going to take the fall for this so the smear campaign goes to Tupac and show that he was the thug and gangster he told you he was <laughs> right and he we got him on tape he's the reason he got killed he ran and ran up and beat the shit out of this he's gang banging we got him gang banging on tape he was an artist who decided he wanted to be in the bloods 
and started doing gangbanging activities. You might even have some people come forward and be like, well, I was in that meeting and uh, I got beat up by the bloods and Tupac told him to do it and he was laughing and giggling. Blah, blah, blah. That, that might be the narrative they start to push. They got his records going at Biggie. Now, we only said if Tupac lived, I didn't say if Biggie lived. So if Biggie still gets killed, who you think they would have blamed it on? Yep. Tupac. <laughs> you have something to do with that. You got songs talking about da 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 He would have had that stigma on him. Whether or not he did it or not, I'm just saying, that's how the dominant, I just feel like that's how the dominant society would have played that. He would have been in prison, so he wouldn't have been able to really say nothing about it. And they would have, he would have been the fall guy for all of that foolishness when he came, if he came out and if he tried to turn his life around, again, just as they would have saw him as being a little too powerful uh, when he was out and tried to smear his name, I'm sure they'd be like, we damn sure ain't going to allow this cat to be trying to move people to do something one way or the other. So we'll keep vilifying him. And the gang would probably blackball him out because they would they would do him like Suge. Like, uh, nobody wants to really be associated with you. Did you have something to do with Biggie and you know, the, the stuff about Puffy and Puffy's the man now? I could easily see them doing the same thing to Pac. And even if he was trying to be something different, I just don't feel like the dominant society, they would have they would have been like, No, you're a villain. And that's what you're going to be. And they would use all of his stuff that he had against him. And there would still be all those books and movies. And the narrative probably would have switched that he was, he came in one way and then he became the gangster. And this is why this person is dead. And this is why it's all messed up, blah, blah, blah. And I could still see artists moving away from the label and doing their own thing. And then Dre would have been doing his thing. Like, Remember you said Dre was gay. This and that and the third. They don't want to do business with you. And uh, what's the guy that's the, the head of uh, Interscope? White, white dude. He was Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy Iovine had already washed his hands of Pac <laughs> before the Tupac album Death Row even came out. So you think he would be have a bout turn for some reason? He got Dre. He probably still have been on the same. I'm cool. You can keep that. Ain't got nothing to do. We don't want to do no business and be a part of that. We're setting another dynasty over here. He would have been probably blackballed from the game. And if there were anybody who was still championing him or people in the streets where they was like, we know Tupac was doing good. I I just feel like they would vilify him the same way they would vilify like a Farrakhan or something. Like, oh, he's doing good for. Yeah, but he said. Such and such about the Jews, and the same way they would be out Tupac with, yeah, but he may have something to do with Biggie being killed. And yeah, he was talking about shooting cops. And yeah. He's homophobic. Yeah, he's calling and, Dre. And they probably would have gay. banned him straight off of Twitter, and just as they banned Farrakhan as if he was some kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Like, some, so I, I, I could see him doing the same thing. Again, taking away the lens of, a person dying and then we elevate them up as they should with him but i just feel like i don't think they i don't think he would have changed his stuff around and became people's oh he would have been a, he would have been a, a, a congressman or something and he may have had aspirations but we live in america no he wouldn't they mm-mm. they had him black in the prison so quick you you forget that he was a you know that, nah hell nah <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a fantasy. So that's my opinion. Now, I'm curious. I'm going to start with Ant first. What do you think would happen? I think I was, I was, when you first mentioned this, I was personally thinking that, okay, he would have went on to even higher superstardom and he probably would have been near that level of uh, Jay-Z as far as money and, and uh, making his, and uh, making inroads outside of the music game, probably going into Hollywood. I think he would have, my opinion, I think he would have just went away from music altogether and really went into Hollywood. But when you mentioned the part about, oh yeah, that's right, they do got that dude on tape. And okay, by the way, he was on parole. I'm like, damn, he wouldn't have had a chance to get back into Hollywood because people were talking about how good he was on the set, how good of an actor he was. We all saw in Juice and Poetic Justice that he was able to really give good performances. And I just think with more time, he... Uh, but you he, know what? He, Remember the other part that they don't really talk about. Hollywood was done with him, though. Seriously? <laughs> Remember what they tell... He was supposed to be in the John Singleton movie. What did John tell him? They don't want you in it, Pop. You're too much trouble. That's why Damn. he had a falling out with John Singleton. He was supposed to be in uh, Baby Boy, Higher Learning, or, or or one of his next movies. And they and they he's like, can't I can't have you in it, Pop? The the, the mainstream Hollywood movie they was done with him. Oh, but that's I mean, why he, he was. Those- that's why he was in them low budget. Knockoff movie. I, mean, I hate to say, you know, gang related. Uh, the one with Jim James Belushi. <laughs> you ain't a, you ain't in, you ain't on uh, Hollywood's side when you in that, or you was yeah. in that other low budget movie with uh, the one white dude. He was doing independent. Sh- yeah, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't doing. <laughs> yeah, they told John. They told John Cena. Uh-uh, no, you ain't. You ain't having him in this movie. Hmm. So yeah, that's what I say. Again, when we take the lens off and we look at the facts. Because you know, all I thought was he did three movies in one year. I'm like, damn, Hollywood really trying to get their, get their money. But I, I thought the reason why they didn't get a bigger release was the fact that again, you know, the gay violence, and then he died. And it was like, mm-hmm. well, what can we do with this? Mm-hmm. Oh well, okay. But yeah, when you put it to at that stage. Yeah, I, I do have to look at it. He, he probably was going back to jail. I understand that we, back then jail was street was uh, that street hip hop cred. And but at the same token, as good of a writer as he was, the game was changing. And yes, he had a lot of diverse songs, but when you had a DMX coming, when you had a Jay-Z coming, who was changing the game, when you had the Nas and the Wu-Tang and 50 coming and Game coming, it, it's kind of hard to, to to maintain your level when you got younger, hungrier cats that are doing you and coming out with bangers. So I, you're right. I don't know how they would how he well, would have maintained that. He would have had to do Well, first before all those people you just mentioned came, Puffy came. Puffy after Biggie died, Puffy said, "Bucket, uh, I'll be the rapper. I'll be the front head." And that whole movement that came with Bad Boy, that's what came next, right? And as I said, if Biggie still died, that still would have happened, and Tupac would have been in jail. So the whole game shifted when Bad Boy finally had their opportunity when Death Row sat down. It still would have happened. So he would have had to come if he, whenever he did come out, that's what he would have been dealing with. And again, if you don't have no voice and you've been out 
and your label has been dismantled, who, unless he would have said, oh, you know what? I'm okay with Puffy now. I'm going to be on death row. <laughs> I'm going to be on bad boy. <laughs> I mean, you're just curious what he would have, <laughs> what if he would have done? Because what was, what was death row after that? It was nothing. Nothing. Snoop left. Yeah, I, I forgot the rise of uh, No Limit and yeah. uh, the Cash Money. Yeah, all that stuff is still coming, and a lot of that stuff was maybe a response to the passing of those two guys. But I still think music would have continued to move on. It may have moved in a different direction, but him being to sit out for so many years, it definitely wasn't going to wait for him. Yeah, because uh, the thing that we you have to take a look at, and you know, I hate to say this, me. Being from California, repping West Coast and West Side and all that, gangster rap kind of was dead after '98. I mean, people did you know hard what I would call hardcore hip hop, talking about the guns, some of the violence, the drug dealing. But as far as that banging, that pseudo false banging that Death Row had pioneered, that was gone. The NWA, that type, done. Yeah. Like I say, it it had been curious. I, I just don't think he would have been some political figure per se. Not to say he wouldn't have aspirations for that, but I just think that the dominant society, damn sure, would not open that up with open arms. Because again, law enforcement was on his ass heavy. Federal government was on them heavy. And then you have to reconcile with the fact that he basically gave allegiance to bloods and all that you're not gonna just turn your back that's why somebody got killed right because he went gang banging on tape yeah. so that and that war that happened after his death took many lives right and if he would have so if he would have been alive during that he would have had to go in hiding and then go into prison and i'm sure the politics there are a little different so who knows what would happen but you know i, I just Sadly, I, I feel like it, I don't think it would have been any better per se. It would be better that he's alive for sure. Let me be clear, but I just don't think it would be. Oh man, he'd probably be running for president right now. No, no yeah, no, I mean, he wouldn't. Stop. maybe he could have been like a council member, maybe a state senator or congressperson, representative, I should say. But on a national level, getting into the the uh, the federal government, Senate, and uh, Congress, hell no. Hell no. Mayor, maybe he could have been mayor of a small city in Oak, near Oakland, but nah, I just can't. In a not social with, not with all media that area, era, so all that tape, videotaping him doing all that crazy stuff, hell, they would, Fox News would have a well, the, Kunapalooza, the, the, they'd be playing every little, him coming out of court, you mother man. And all this and girls naked. And please, they would never. Well, the thing is, is like you say all that. And Marion Barry got reelected to be mayor of D.C. after being this video of him smoking crack. Okay, But I'm saying that's as far as he got. Right. But Marion Barry is not a convicted felon either. I I don't know. He doesn't also. Unfortunately, he does not have a sex charge on his on his plate either, does he? He definitely doesn't have that. He ain't ain't happening. <laughs> we in America. <laughs> now you can might you might be a a, a fake billionaire celebrity star talking about grabbing women by the pussy and stuff and get away with it. But black man got deaths on him, possible deaths, and all of that you ain't stop it. Ain't gonna happen. 
Not, not in 2019. Mm-mm, they ain't gonna let that ride. And, and I'm a Tupac fan, but I'm just saying, like, nah, I don't know, man. Uh, Big Sexy, are you here with us? He was having some audio issues. Oh, no, he's still gone. Oh, you know what? Maybe, uh, let me try him one more time. Here he is. But I don't know. That's Again, that's my opinion. People, give us what you think about this. Um, switching gears a little bit. We're still in the quantum realm. Aunt Pooh, I know you had something that you wanted to bring up on this. Well, one of the things that I, I thought about and just real topical right now was what if Marvel Comics, this is around in the, in the mid-90s, had not sold their movie right, film rights to these studios and those in particular being Spider-Man to Sony, the Fantastic Four and X-Men to Fox. Now, mm. for me, that has wide reaching uh, ramifications. Uh, for one, I don't think, in my opinion, you get the MCU as it is presently constituted. I don't think you get the MCU at all. For me, and I, I, me reading about everything that went into creating Marvel Studios and the MCU, it was twofold. One, Marvel getting out of debt uh, for with themselves. And two, not having their top of their top characters, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, and X-Men. So they had to come up with this huge plan of, okay, well, we're gonna take what we got left. Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, um, I'm missing one, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Hulk. Mm. And we're gonna put that together and we're gonna, one, we're gonna get behind it, make it work, build out these characters, and two, we're gonna have these interconnected films and lead to the Avengers. And I feel that not having X-Men, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, it, cre- it gave them the ingenuity to create what we now see as the MCU. I feel that having those characters, I think they would have never, I don't think they would have had them connected. I understand they ended up doing it, but I felt it was out of necessity. I don't think if they were putting those films together in 98, 99, 2000, I don't think we would have saw Spider-Man interacting with X-Men, X-Men interacting with Fantastic Four. I don't think we would have got any of the Avengers, in my opinion, on screen. Now, I say that, and there was a Daredevil film, there was a Ghost Rider film, but the fact is, they Captain didn't America get film. <laughs> Well, that was early, early right. on. But I mean, as far as when it took off in '98 with oh, you know, okay. Blade, that that era, they didn't, you know, we didn't get that. So I'm just curious, how do you, how do you see these things playing out? Because um, the other thing of it is, is that Kevin Feige was working on X Men and I believe Spider Man, so he learned underneath that to, uh, you know, what will work and what won't work. And at the same time, do you think they would have? eventually led to some type of crossover? Do you think they would have got that idea? And even more, I think the success of the MCU is what got Disney looking at them and ended up buying them. And I ended up doing a whole other uh, thing for not only comics, but Marvel films in general. Yeah, and that that makes me ask you you a question. I don't know if you have it in front of you. When did Disney buy Marvel? What what part, where was where was Marvel at in terms of the movies by the time? I think it was 2010. It was uh they bought it right before the No, actually I think it was 2011. It was right after right before the Avengers. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Okay. 
Well, uh, to go to you know to your thing there, I, I would question then. I would wonder if we would even have Marvel if they never sold those rights. <laughs> like would they have just went bankrupt and went out of business or something. Maybe um, um, it was August two thousand nine. Okay, so which movie? I'm curious now. What movie of Marvel uh, was either uh, out or it came out <clears throat> during that point? Okay, um, bringing it up now. Bear with us, Philip. But okay, what well, I'm telling you why you find that. Yeah, I would, I would, I would make me wonder if Marvel would have survived without selling those film rights. Um, that they would have had the opportunity to make some of these other movies. Um, but with that said, I would say. Um, if they still own those originally, um, I I would imagine I agree with everything you said. I don't think they would have done Iron Man or the Hulk. Like why why make movies on those guys if you have Spider Man and Fanta- or if you had the X Men for that matter, right? There wouldn't even be the whole Fox. Well, I think they would have done Hulk because remember he had the TV show, so I think that there and the, and car, previous cartoons. So I think they felt that the mainstream audience was aware of him. Well, no, but, but, I, but I'm Iron saying, Man and Thor probably not. I, but yeah, X Men obviously probably way more popular than all of those other properties. You know, in those early, you know, in the '90s, right? Like the X Men were the shit in the comics. Yeah, yeah. So I would imagine they probably would have tried to do that first. Whether or not it would have been as as good or not as what we got from Fox. Um, who knows? It might've been about the same. Um, again, I don't, you know, uh, by the time they get to incredible Hulk and, and Iron Man, I think there's, you know, those are also in the context of other comic book movies that have been successful. Uh, of course, like, you know, the dark Knight movies, uh, the Christopher Nolan did, you know, you obviously making movies, in a world where that exists changes the game up and you know so you got to make some good movies you can't just put out some bullshit so i think that no matter what character they had they still would have had to deal with the marketplace and what people's expectations are and the level of quality would still have to be high so i think they would have probably still been just as successful if their first movie was spider-man um but then again you would there have been the whole sony spider-man Sam Raimi movies, I guess not, unless they nope. unless they hired him to do theirs. Um, so I don't, you know, it's it's an interesting question. Um, maybe um, so Blade, maybe Blade would have been the one that was the one that blew the doors open for everything. But go ahead. So, so actually, um, so August two thousand nine is when they Disney bought Marvel, and the only films they had was Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk, I believe. After Iron Man, they had announced the first Iron Man. They had announced that they were building towards the Avengers, so people were anticipating that film or this shared universe. But 2009, before they went to Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, and Avengers, was when Disney bought Marvel. Okay. So they, so Disney got all that. Yeah, we gonna get this now when and it's a billion instead of paying six billion. Yeah, and 10. I think at that time. It, it was big news, but I guess it was before the MCU really got kicked off to the point where every, you know, I mean, where those are the movies that everyone was so anticipating. Um, yeah. Because I think it was it was probably a way bigger news, and I remember when they bought like Star Wars, for instance, that was like whoa, and I'm sure they pay like was it four billion or something like that, three or four, four billion. billion. But but yeah, um, and this is but, still now. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I take four billion, but I'm just saying it's a steal. Yeah, I mean they did their thing, man. But yeah, if they if they had those other you know other uh, film rights, 
we probably be getting we would probably have gotten spider-man away a long time ago he would have probably been a lot more of a figurehead of it than i would imagine he would be the figurehead or at least the one they would have tried to make the figurehead then it would have been yep. tony stark like there would have been no reason for them to even do that movie I mean, it's just so many ramifications of this. Uh, do you think we? I don't think we would have got Black Panther. Uh, in my I don't opinion. know. I don't know. I mean, that yeah, I don't know. You might not, because um, you kind of it makes you question. Then would they have done some of these other movies that they don't? Would they have done a Guardians? Because they would probably mm-hmm. would have done exactly what we have already gotten. They would have started with a Spider Man, then probably did X Men. And they probably would have tried to milk that, you know. Oh, we got Wolverine and da da da. All these popular characters. Yeah, we're gonna do movies on that. Maybe they would have tried to do the shared universe. With I think they definitely would have did Fantastic Four. Definitely. Probably, yeah. Probably would have done yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably right. Uh, Maybe sex- giving Kevin Smith Daredevil because you know there's oh, that there. since he he's doing Hollywood and he's written before. Now Daredevil that came out under. Um, Fox. Okay. Yeah. Fox. See, yeah, we had Electra. Yeah. <laughs> but see, again, I think that the movies that they would have done, they probably would have done these movies, but I'm I'm not saying they would have been any better than what we've gotten. Only because it's still the same marketplace. So you're still only gonna be as good as what your competition is doing too. And the Spider Man movies, the early ones were were good at the time. You know, some of mm-hmm. them people still say are, are great. Uh, the X-Men movies at the time, the first one and the second one, specifically the second one, those were pretty good movies, man, at, you know, for what we knew. And then you throw in Blade, which I thought was excellent. Um, the Batman movies that Nolan did, you know, the first two, those are excellent movies and those, again, they add in competition to the game. Oh, you got to be as good as, okay, what you going to do in response to that? Uh, then we had Fantastic Four, Tr- trash. But that uh, they would have probably been trash regardless. I, again, Marvel wasn't at any sort of uh, upper echelon of quality, in my opinion. Like with the Hulk movie, this is you know just as good as any other superhero movie at the time. And in my opinion, Iron Man was cool, but you know, I, I don't watch that movie. Uh, I don't. I don't consider it one of the greatest comic book that's me I don't consider it one of the greatest comic book movies ever but all of those movies that I mentioned play into where we're at today where you got to come with your egg you know expectations you come with your egg mm-hmm. and anything less to it they gonna clown it out you know oh you oh X-Men Dark Fiend ah fuck out of here Batman v Superman ah fuck out you know all these types of movies get held to a standard and I don't necessarily feel Marvel is that uh, they definitely at the top of the standard, but even they have to hold their own movies to that standard. And I don't think all their movies meet that standard either all the time. Um, but um, so I don't know if their movies quality would be any different, whether they own those properties or not. Personally. I think one, one good consequence of this is Brian Singer would have had nothing to do with the comic book films. Cause I, cause if you look at the directors that they got, Brian Singer would coming off a usual suspect. I don't believe they would have hired him. Because they've been, if you look at their roster, they're, I mean, I think the biggest ones might have been Shane Black and um, Edgar Wright prior to working on a Marvel film. So that would have been a good consequence in my eyes. Hmm. Okay. I, I have no problem with his, 
his movies in terms of the first two X Men. I thought he did a great job, but but who he is as a person, yeah, I'm cool. On. <laughs> and these last three, well, the last I didn't I didn't care for Days of Future Past. And uh, Apocalypse I, I, was trash. Yeah. Apocalypse is did he did Apocalypse. Don't yes. tell me. Really? Yes. God, that seems so out of his quality to me. But yeah, he's trash for that. But I love Days of Future Past. But you know, everybody's opinion is different. Big Sexy, are you back? I am back. The oh. machine is back up and running. And I had a little uh, problem down in engineering. I had to speak to Mr. LaForge about that. But it's back up and running now. All right. All right quickly, um, we were... I don't think you ever weighed in on the Tupac thing, but let's just stick with the Marvel thing here. The question was, what, do you, what would you think would be different of uh, Marvel if they owned their properties uh, outright, never sold like Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and X-Men? Well, <clears throat> the sale was a result of their financial problems back in the early 90s, primarily that Heroes World purchase. So they had to you know, get some money li- liquid now. At the time, but the thing is, if they had maintained that creative control, I don't think we would be where we are now simply because there wouldn't have been the opportunity to get all of these films out there and work out all of the kinks and work out all the storytelling. It just would have taken longer. We would have eventually gotten here, but it just would have taken a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was mentioning earlier. I'd be curious if Marvel would even still have been around then if they hadn't, if they just went bankrupt, or how would they would have had the finances to bankrupt movies if they didn't have the finances to be alive as a company? You know what I mean? Like exactly. So. And they could have been a little smarter with it instead of selling them outright, or however the deal was, uh, you know, done. They could have licensed it and said, "Look, you can use these products for X years." And at the end of X years, they come home. No questions asked. Yeah, but yeah, they could have. But you can only do that if you're in a position of power. And obviously, they didn't have True. no powers <laughs> to, them big, True. to them big movie companies looked at that and probably said, ha, bye. <laughs> now, one thing I want to, want to pop back in on what I was you know, rebooting, <clears throat> the visual for the Michael Jackson Prince bad project could have been this. You cut away the mic in the you know on the sound stage doing his thing with his dancers, then you cut away the Prince behind the drum set. Back to Michael, here's Prince playing guitar. Back to Michael, here's Prince playing keyboards. That way you could have showcased what they both are incredibly strong at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's been been interesting, definitely for sure. All right, um, big sexy. What uh, what quantum realm idea do you have for us? Uh, this is not new, but it's still something I like to think about, especially in my quest to get a certain interview for the show. But what if Jimmy and Terry didn't miss that plane and caused them to get fired mm. back in 1982? Because we all know Jimmy and Terry were working with the SOS band and they missed a plane, which caused them to miss a show, which, you know, got certain people really kind of miffed and they were fired from the gig. And that's what you know happened there. But had they not been fired, they would have, I still think it would have gone that same direction because had they not been fired, they'd have come back to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there would have been some underground current of 
who are these producers that we're hearing about? Who's doing this music? And Prince wasn't having that. Then it would have been like, Prince, we're producing this other stuff. We need to do our own stuff within the time. And Prince would have been like, the time belongs to me. You can either work for me or you can kick, you know, get the door. And they would have taken the door. And that would have, you know, roundabout led to Morris leaving because, again, that would have set up the whole Prince-Morris conflict where Morris was forced to realize this ain't his band. This is Prince's band. And so they still would have ended up in the same place. Again, it would just take longer to get there, but I think they would have ended up in the same place. All right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I actually don't think it would have changed much of anything. I think it still would have got fired. I don't really think it was really the snow thing was sort of a proxy. You know, once he saw them songs was on the charts, like who did this? That's what it was. Then yeah, get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been still gone. But um, I would say, you know, if they had stayed though, and if somehow Prince had the vision to see, like, you know what? Let me, let, let me have, let me, let me keep the, why, you know, why give away money? You know, why leave, why, why leave money on the table? Yeah. Let me, let's do some good business here. Let me, I, now, listen, I'm a Prince fan, so don't get triggered. But if Prince had been playing a little bit of chess, he would have signed them cats to a contract, right? That's what I was thinking. Yep. And be like, y'all, y'all go ahead and y'all, y'all house, y'all, you know, um, Jamie Starr house producers. You know what I'm saying, and I'm gonna cut y'all a check. But you know, I own all. <laughs> you know, I gotta get, I gotta get taste off of all everything <laughs> that's going on. But y'all can do your thing. But y'all gonna be a part of my, you know, I, this gonna be a part of my cloud. That's what you know. To me, would have been like the the business cat would have did that. Like, damn, my little ego and competition. Let's get this bread and keep it in the family. Uh, imagine all of the the songs that could have possibly had stayed within the camp or or if they did outside production it would have been man one of the biggest production houses in the game you know prince the head producer but then he got these other cats in there from the time they killing it man they got songs on janet and that and that he would have had his hand you know what i mean like you know what he kept a lot on it and, and then the other made... oh, go ahead man and then the other part about because because when you mentioned that, Mike, it made me think about how Dre runs Aftermath. You know, he's the producer, but a lot of that work, a lot of the work before it gets out to the public, he has other ghost producers or in-house producers working on it. Yeah, and he comes Jones. in and puts his finishes touches on. Quincy Jones, and it, all, it says, yeah, it say produced by Dre, but you know, which you don't. Hello. Uh oh. And dropped off, but but anyway, he's saying, yeah, it, you know, we used to say back in the day, produced by you, but you ain't getting paid for it. <laughs> but, uh, oh, there you go, you back? Oh, he's got some audio uh -oh. audio issues. Everyone getting audio issues today. But, see, but go ahead. This could let this could let Paisley Park be a real sustainable, you know, label with those guys mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be and, like a, a real Motown, you know, like a Motown. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You and, keep Jesse. And, <laughs> you keep Jesse and you think about it for all we know when Janet came along that could have been a Paisley Park album yeah yeah because yeah, her definitely. first two didn't sell shit so it's not like she could you know dictate or it's not like labels were chasing her down so she went to Jimmy and Terry and they would say yeah we're going to do this on Paisley let's get it done 
Yeah, man. It, yeah, and that would have been the thing. Prince could have, Prince could have been, sort of like the, the 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 thing you hold out. Like, oh, you want to do an album with Prince? He might have his, and I'm not saying as a director. He might have his little homies produce it, but his little homies is Jim and Lewis, <laughs> and you know what I mean. He, his whole squad is cold. So he might only just do one or two joints, and the rest might be these other cats. But them other cats is damn near hotter than him. But he gonna yep. stamp. But he'll stamp his name on it because that's good business, and they know the optics in in the in the marketplace when it says it's produced by Prince. They gonna buy it off a of GP. So it'd have been a win-win situation. He kept all that in-house, even if there was a time when he may have. His 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 production might have went a different. You know, man, man y'all jamming loose. Y'all got, yeah, man. Here go this. Um, here go this one joint was human nature or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> I mean, they would have just had so many cold songs sitting on deck. You mean? Oh, uh, what's the the human song? league song? Human league. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, just so many different little things. They could have been like, yeah. Oh, here go. Oh, Jill Jill Jones needs some. Tra- oh yeah, 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 yeah. We got that, man. We got uh, new additions coming in. Oh, word. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. We're gonna do they they're gonna do their albums gonna be on Paisley Park Production. Okay. And they go and change the game. <laughs> or the Janet control. Yeah, Janet been putting a lot of pressure on um Prince, man. He came in, heard the session, he was he was kinda low key mad. He made him it made him want to go back and get on. Oh, okay, cool. Now what have probably would have happened was they would have probably tried to get out of their contract. Because it would have been like some Jimmy Iovine type cat would have been in their ear. I guarantee you, like you don't need to be with Prince. We can get, we'll give you da 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 da. We got the corporation behind you, but we can't get out of deal with. Let me worry about that. I'll I'll talk to Mo. He's the he's the check writer. (laughs) Prince worked for him, huh? Yeah, you don't know nothing about that, but. don't worry about it, son. Here go that bucket of Goldberg chicken. They're gone over there. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how the game works. They would have got that Mo Austin quick. I said, Mo, man. Jimmy Iovine, they would have been on the, on the golf course. But Man, go ahead. We need to get Jimmy and Terry, man. We want to do business with them. Your boy Prince, you got... Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. I'll handle that. I'll handle it. Don't worry about that. Get clearance. Get clearance on that. <laughs> See, that's that's one thing Prince, looking back, I think when when Warner's lost those guys like Mo Austin, that was when things went south over there. Mm. You know, it's almost like an analogy to the whole UMG fire with, where all these masters were lost. You had non-people, non-music people running musical people and that's never going to work sure yeah 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 now now you're making me think this sounds like to be a prince dominated thing but now i don't have all my information but i'm be curious in the quantum realm there's a quantum realm realm prince somewhere who never left his managers the original managers <laughs> i'm curious mm, the trajectory yeah. of his career <clears throat> would have yeah. been if he had kept the italian cats and the from all the you know all them cats that was deeply clicked in with other people in the game, if they would if they would have still been eating off of his stuff, I wonder if he would have still been at the top of the game, if in terms of like sales and all that kind of stuff, because you know them cats was eating, you know the purple rain, you know all of that stuff. 
Purple Rains and all that. All I think they his last project with them was uh, Love Sexy. Yeah. But I'd be curious if they still was all clicked in when, um, of course, Batman was going to be clear. Batman's a dope album, but Batman was going to be a, a seller regardless. Warner Brothers was heavily invested. They they's going to make their money. They's going to do everything they had to do to make that a hit. Let's be clear. But Warner Brothers didn't do everything they had to do to make Graffiti Bridget hit, now did they? So I'm just saying, if they would have had we, them dudes still clicked in, I wonder if his projects would have been on some other stuff. Like, but and I don't know. Do, do we know why that relationship ended? I don't. I, not enough where I can speak personally. You know, I don't have the receipts <clears throat> on it. I don't know. I think he might have just because of the financial issues with the tour, possibly left sexy. Might have felt like cutting his losses on certain things and getting rid yeah, again. Everyone got to eat. If you got if you got managers, they got to get their percentage, regardless if it sells or not, right? Or they, whatever it does sell, they're going to eat. So maybe he was like, "Man, I'm cutting my losses. Why am I giving money to these guys? I'm the one creating the music." And da, da, da. Okay, you gonna find out is the business is not about the music; <laughs> it's about the business. <laughs> so, we'll see. But I mean, and then where did old boy left Prince, and what was his next big hit? Sinead O'Connor. That's uh, right. So, but I don't know. I'm just curious. That would be a, it'd be a good question. So he still ate off Prince. He's still, like, yeah. I got it. Yep. Yeah, paper. Good business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying. Good business. <laughs> good business. They be clicked in, man. Don't make it happen. And Prince even talked about this in the later years when when he did Emancipation, he would say, when when all these people are not eating off your situation, you, you be out the public eye. But why would they have, there's no reason in the center for them to promote you. They're not getting a taste. True. So that's why it sort of goes into obscurity a little bit. Because the powers that be ain't eating. They be, we put our own, we'll put our acts on the forefront. We a limited platform. You know, this is before social media. Is it? Limited platform, so them spots is to our people. Those those spots are to our singing and dancing people, not you. Damn your talent to get this money. But anyway, um, so anyway, if we have nothing else said, that that's the quantum realm. We go a little went all over the place with that, but I think we'll be doing some more type of stuff like that. Um, so there's a whole. So many other things you could talk about. What if Will Smith was Neo, or what? What if uh, SoundScan never existed? That's an interesting you, thing. You got to explain why that's a big one. The SoundScan? Yeah, I mean, if you, you, you sure. can do it another time, but I'm just curious. Well, well, the quick one we'll talk about another time is SoundScan came into existence, I believe, in 1991 or so, and that changed top 40 because before was all about you know your payolas and placement people putting people at the top even if they wasn't really selling like that and once those real numbers became apparent everything changed rap became dominant rock fell down mm. country became a thing but top 40 radio changed overnight and so they had to play hip-hop they had to recognize 
all of this stuff. The placements totally flipped. So that 90, I think it was in 91, you know, the first, I think that first week, NWA's album, number one out the gate. We never had no radio play, no videos, nothing. It was, oh, okay, the game has changed, you know. Um, and that changed top 40 and changed sort of the face of, you know, it took black music from just being black music now, it became pop. And, and rap, stopped just being rap, became pop all of a sudden. Because now the numbers showed that's what they was actually buying as opposed to them telling you, yeah, uh, Brit- Paul Abdul's number one. But we ain't, who's, how is that? We don't be playing that shit. Yeah, but it's got our number one placements. <laughs> People are buying it. So yeah. that's what that's what we say is number one, and you're gonna go buy it. But then once they start showing the real numbers, yeah, man, the game changed. But if they took that away, it'd be interesting to see. I don't think hip hop would have would have not uh, organically, or maybe it would have to have been organically. But you'd have had a major pushback from the institutions. They're like, nah, we're not promoting that. And that ain't what the people want. But we'll get into it another time. But do your Googles. You'll, you'll see what I'm saying. Um, all right. Um, let's move away from that. Oh, man, let me tell you a, a funny little story. <clears throat> Hopefully it's funny. And you always hear about these. Um, and this is a thing now. Do they call people on the phone and get you to, like, pay money? You know, it might be, oh, it's a bill collector. Uh, you owe us such and such. And there's a lot of scammers out there that do something. There's a lot of like crazy people. I don't know. I think we talked about this one time years ago. There's a movie called Compliance. And it's a true story. I don't know if you remember the case where there was a guy he called the McDonald's and he got the um, some girl to strip naked in the back room. Um, what? Yeah, man, this it's This was a sixty minutes report. It's all filmed because there was a camera back there, but they made this into a movie a few years ago. I went and saw it at the theater. She was crazy, but it's just some dude sitting in this house in a whole other state or something. He calls a McDonald's. He gets the manager on the phone, and he claims like he is from the police or something, and he saw one of the uh, workers stealing or something, and they're gonna send the police down, and you need to get her into the back room and hold her until we get the police there. They get the girl to go back there. It's a female manager. Gets the young lady to come back there. And then the manager has to go out and watch the floor or something. But her boyfriend was there. He does not work there. So she had him go in the back room and get on the phone with this guy until the cops come. And this dude starts telling the dude, like, yo, she needs to take her clothes off. Um, blah, blah, blah. It gets to the point, man, where old girl does oral sex on old boy. Because... She thinks that's what the police is telling her to do. And not unbeknownst to them, there's like a hidden camera back there, just a security cam. But it's just some crazy stuff, man. And it was a big lawsuit. You know, McDonald's got sued over this, right? Um, for allowing this to go down. The cops, they end up catching the guy who was on the phone. But I don't remember if he was actually convicted of this because it was a hard thing to prove that it was him. And I think the only way they actually kind of found him because they saw him on a surveillance camera where he walked into a store, I think, and they tried to trace like he bought some phone there or something. But it's a wild thing. I say all this to say like that's the power when people be hearing people on the phone or something and they get so scary, they'll do anything. And, you you know, of course, 
uh, people will call businesses and try to get over. So I had, you know, I'm talking about real life. So at my job, this was a couple of weeks ago, I get this, just somebody emails me, right? <clears throat> and uh, they're like, oh yeah, I want to get a whole bunch of these banners made, blah, 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 blah. It's like 50 banners or something crazy for some church, but it's all in caps. And the thing that stood out from me, he says, uh, which credit, he says, what credit card merchant company do you use? And I'm like, who asked, whoever asked something like that? <laughs> like, why would you want to know that? That's some funny style shit. Why is it your business? Yeah, like who, who um, you don't go to the store before you give them your credit card. Well, what company do you use to charge credit cards with? Huh? Well, you got a, you got a problem with them or something? So off the gate, I was like, oh, this is funny style. But I just, I humor it and I, and I tell them an absurd amount of money for the job, right? And he hits me back. And it's like, okay, I want to go forward. Why am I using my voice like that? <laughs> <laughs> he says, I want to go. <laughs> he wants to go forward with it. I'm like, okay. And I said, uh, well, give me a call. I'm not doing no work until, you know, you got to put some money down. You know me, I'm purse first. I, don't, I ain't doing nothing free. So uh, he's like, okay. Uh, he Then he sends me like a, a two-sentence email Uh I want to move forward something or whatever. And I'm like, what is your, and I write it back. I said, okay, can we get on the phone? This is, this seems weird. So give me a call at this phone number, you know, call the shop. He sends an email. Okay. I will call. <laughs> okay. Who does that? <laughs> what you just call? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And then he sends another email. getting ready to call. Yeah. Okay. Bullshit. <laughs> And so I'm like, okay. And I tell my assistant, I say, watch if this dude calls me. Put him on speakerphones. I want you to see. I'm going to show you. This is the type of shit they be trying to do out here. Sure enough, dude calls up. Answers the phone. And right away, hey, this is, uh, you know, he's just, you could tell he was like kind of African or something. And I said, okay. I said, hey, how you doing? Hey, yeah, this, this, hey, Michael, this is. I was like, cool. I said, well, yeah, we can get that job going. Just need to get a down payment or something. He said, well, I'm going to give you credit card number and then I'm going to have you ship it to somewhere else or something. And I was like, uh, no. Um, <laughs> I said, is the place I'm shipping it to the billing address on that card? And he kind of gave me some long-winded answer and I couldn't understand what he was saying. And I was like, I, I said, I can't understand what you're saying, but unless you're telling me, yes, there's really nothing else I can do. And he's like, well, I'm going to have you ship it out. I said, I, I get that. And I and, and the remind, let me tell you, the, this, the bill on this was like $3,000, right? Oh, hell no. So I'm like, and I'm like, okay, so you're telling me you're going to pay me up front three grand, sight unseen, and I'm just going to do this and ship it to you? And I said, I just said it out loud because it sounds so absurd. I was like, I was like eh. That's I just I don't kind of making a lot of sense. I'll, I mean, you would think I want to take your money, but who does that, right? Like, you you just gonna call me over the phone and offer up three grand and ain't seen nothing? Sounds crazy. I said nah. I said sir, if the billing address is not the same where I'm shipping this to, I can't take your money. I said I tell you what, and he tried to tell me he had somebody in Seattle or something. I said okay, easy option. Have your man who lives here in Seattle come down to the shop with a credit card and we're good. If he's here in person, I'm with it. 
well, I can't do that. I tried to tell you, this is for the church. He's kind of getting a little tone. And I was like, sir, slow. I said, slur, why are you yelling? I said, slur, slur, slow down. He's like, I'm a man of God. <laughs> and I chuckled. I, was like, <laughs> I said, <"Huh>, really? <laughs> I was like, is that supposed to mean? I, I said, I respect that. But you telling me that, was that supposed to change my attitude? I don't even, I want to, I don't even fuck about you. I was like, what does that got to do with nothing? We're talking about business. I said, well, that's good. I'm a man. I was a child of God. I'm, okay. Um, is your man coming in the store with the credit card? Because if not, sir, I got another line I got to get to. Well, this is outrageous. I'm man of God. You should take my word. I was like, man, I said, listen, man. First of all, no need to get upset. Uh, but that's, it just sound like a scam. I said, sound like a scam, man. Like who would, why would I do that, you know? And then I started, I, I, I admit, I broke, I broke my professional. And I said, are you in a cafe? And he was like, huh? And I said, never, never mind, man. I said, well, nice, nice talking with you. I just hung up. <laughs> but I saw this, all that to say, man, you got to be very careful if people be calling to give up credit cards like that. Because I've had that happen to me before, a long time ago, and I had my own business doing something else. And a guy ordered a whole bunch of digital um, mini DV many video cassettes and he paid off the top he's on my website and he paid it and i was like oh this is dope big order and so i shipped the stuff out i buy the materials ship it out two months later i think it was visa contacted me and they was like oh yeah that two thousand dollars you made off of that one sale oh yeah we took that out of your account I said, huh <laughs> so yeah there was a stolen card or somebody's car had gotten stolen so we're just charging it back and and so you be out. You, you can't fight it because it's their customer's car and their customer told their credit card company somebody got my number and ran up these charges. So those companies immediately give them companies their money back, snatch the money back out of your account, and you be out whatever the shipping costs and the materials, and, and that's your ass. So that's why I'd be like, so like, yeah, nah. I said, I seen the movie uh, Nigerian uh, Prince when they were scamming cats. I know the game, Playboy. I say, I want to say, bro, you, bro, you know you, you're talking to a, a, a real one. That, that ain't going to work here. <laughs> you dialed the wrong motherfucker. I was like, I know you're sitting at that internet cafe trying to run game, and I respect that, but nah, I play. Mm-mm. That, nah, this is not, not, what, not what, this is not what kind of, no sir, T'Challa. It ain't going down. But, you know, a lot of people, Especially a lot of older people. That's how they get scammed, man. They get them on the, the phone and get them scared. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know the IRS such money right now. You don't have, we're going to send the people tomorrow and audit you. Okay, here's my credit card. Go ahead and take the 5000 If they, listen. Oh, you know what? Real quick. I had somebody call me a couple weeks ago on my personal phone number. Dude called me. I left a voicemail. I didn't answer it. And I saw the voicemail. Transcribed to my phone, it says something about case number. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Here we go. I said, what is this about? So I called him back up. I said, I said, yeah, I'm calling something about case number two, 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 you know, whatever. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, hold on a minute. This guy, said, oh yeah, are you Michael Dean? Said, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I said, yeah, man. Somebody left the voicemail. I'm just checking to see what's going on. He's like, oh yeah, well, um, you, uh, he said, did you get the papers yet? And I was like, nah. I don't know what you're talking about. He said, oh, it's maybe a little, it's a back, little backwards. 
Well, I think it's a it's a court case, or no, he said it could be a court case or something like that. And I was like, okay, what's that? So, well, yeah, you uh, apparently you had a, a checking account with U.S. Bank, and I was like, really? Because I don't have U.S. Bank. So I was like, I was like, all right, dude. Like, yeah, um, looks like they they, they might want to do some possible litigation on you. And I'm like, okay, for what? Like, when is this? They said, well, yeah, you had a checking account back in 2001. And I was like. Oh, okay. 2019, right? So you're talking about 19 years ago. I said, okay, maybe I did. I forgot. Sure, what's up? Well, it says um, you um, overdrawn $2,000 or something. I was like, really? I was like, man, I don't remember any of this. I was like, okay. Well, there you go. I said, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> he was like, well, what do you want to do about it? And I was like, I ain't doing I, shit. I don't want to do anything. I I called the voicemail to get the information. You gave it to me, so I'm good. I was like, I'm good, thanks. Well, and he kind of got, he just kind of get mad. He's like, well, um, then they're going to go to court on this. I was like, well, that's cool. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I said, I don't know anything about it, man, so I, I can't feel one way or the other about it. I don't know you, and you calling me talking about something. I was like, Do you, are you thinking I'm going to give you my credit card or something? He's like, well, yeah, we can take care of it right now. And I was like, I just laughed. I said, ha. I was like, man, you funny. And he got, <laughs> he got mad. He said, well, I don't see what's so funny. And I was like, I said, well, first of all, what you see about it don't mean nothing. You, <laughs> I don't care how you feel about it. But if you think I'm going to give you my credit card, I don't know who the hell you are. I'm not that dude, bro. I said, nah, I ain't paying for shit. Uh, I said, you're just going to have to do what you got to do, man. But you could be a scam. I don't I'm not gonna. I'm not a trick. I said I'm not a trick, man. I don't. I get. I get what you're trying to do, but nah, man. Well, they're just gonna take you to court. I said that's cool, but what you're not gonna take is my credit card number because I, I don't know what you're talking about, man. But I said there's no really no need for you to get that upset about it. I mean, just do your job, homie. You act like this is your business. I said. Then I started thinking. I said, are you like one of them companies that buy like old debts or something, and you're just trying to come up? I said, man, that's not the way to do it, man. Well, do you live at such and such? And it was like an old, old address. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that's where I be at. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, you know, you know. Later, it's gonna be a whole bunch of court costs on it. I was like, well, hey, that's cool. Do what you gotta do, man. I said, hey, man, keep calling, bro. I said, man, keep keep up the calls, man. It's a numbers game. You know what I'm saying? But all right, thanks, man. Thanks for the information. Click. <laughs> I, I laughed that off. I'm like, so U.S. Bank will really accrue all these lawyers and legal fees right. to collect two thousand dollars. Nineteen like, years ago. Yeah, <laughs> Negro, please. That's, like. That's the thing I don't get about these people that call is that when you clearly are shown you don't care, all of a sudden they just get mad and angry and yelling. I'm like, I was like, dude, you messing up your hustle. Yeah, like this ain't. <laughs> like, is this supposed to get me convinced? I'm like, God, I feel sorry for you, bro. Like, damn. You shift over? Well, how much long you got on your shift? Like, <laughs> but that ain't it. That ain't it. They be getting heated. And I'm like, dude, you supposed to make the coral. Keep the con going. Yeah. yeah. It's a number. That's what I said. It's a numbers game, man. Like, I mean, just keep calling, bro. You know what I'm saying? But don't get mad about it. You're not going to last in this game. I wanted to tell him, man, you need to watch Glenn Glary, Glenn Ross, man, and step your sales tactics up. You would be surprised how many people, like you said, a lot of uh, elderly people get taken in by this nonsense. Um, I'm going to talk in generalities on this one. Uh, there was a 
person who called me in tears years ago saying that such and such debt collector was on the phone and they were saying they were outside her office oh, shit. <laughs> and we're going <laughs> to serve her with paperwork and blah, 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 blah. And she's oops, just freaked out about it. I'm like, give me their number. <clears throat> and I looked up, there was nothing filed on this person. So I, I called back and said, look, if there's no nothing filed, then there's nothing to serve you on. You need to relax. Give me their phone number. And so I called their phone number. And I, I may have told you guys this once before, so I apologize for repeating. But I called them up, and I'm walking out of the courthouse when I did this. And it was a person who clearly was not born domestically. And they were so I'm trying to keep it clean. <laughs> and they were saying that, well, what's your, what's your bar number? So I gave them my bar number. And they're like, no. You know, a bar number only has four digits. You're a fake lawyer. Wow. It's like, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Now, now you done fucked up. You know, I had my Bill Duke on now. <laughs> I'm like, let's do this. So I called back. And they hung up again. Now, I'm one of these hard-headed people. I will let your phone ring for four days before you pick up. I don't give a damn. So I called back, let it ring for 20 minutes. <laughs> Guy answers the phone. Hey. I know, I know. Guy answers the phone, and he's all law officers. Like I'm supposed to be intimidated. I said, "Is that right?" <laughs> it's okay, Mister Law Officer. This is how it's going to go. Law officers. Guys- wait a minute. That's what he said. Yeah. Law. You didn't yeah. say free J- Jacoby for none of that. <laughs> no, you just said law officers. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Jenkins and Tyrone law officers. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "This is how it's going to go down." You know, my name is Mark Wiggins. My bar number is blah, blah, blah. Go ahead and look me up. And you can hear the little keyboard in the background. <laughs> click, 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 click. And then it's all, oh, uh, Mr. Wiggins, what can we do for you? Yeah, that's what I thought. You guys have been calling so-and-so. You're going to stop right now. I'm going to drag your asses into federal court. Are we clear on this? <laughs> well, it was a clerical issue on our end. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Don't let it happen again. Hilarious. Our bad, huh? <laughs> yep. Our bad. Sorry. <laughs> it was surprise mechanics on his part. It was like, <laughs> really, Mike? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm telling you, like my daddy told me, I'm only let you get away with that so, so many, many times. times. <laughs> you got one more time. Say something smart at your mouth, boy. Nah, but yeah, man, them calls, boy, them calls, they be going hard on these calls, though, man. I guess that's the hustle, man. It's well, a, again, because people, 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 right? yeah, people, people get in. I'll be like, damn. You know what? Let me let me do a public service real quick um, for our listeners, and I generally don't do this, but I'm going to do this one this one time. Anybody out there <clears throat> who's in a situation like that, and you know, pers- people's personal credit issues are not my business, but when these Bill collectors call and sweat you this hard, you need to realize you've got the ultimate weapon in your back pocket because you can threaten to do, do chapter seven and they will shut right up because mm-hmm. chapter seven means they get nothing. And so a whole, a little bit of something is better than a whole lot of dick. So let them know that if they continue to sweat you, <laughs> you'll go to chapter seven and they get dick. Okay. Wow. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I hear, but yeah, I, shit, I'm I'm on 
Or you can just be like me on chapter shit. We <laughs> call it ain't got it. Well, you know, ain't got it. Now what? <laughs> ain't got it. Well, you come, yeah, I, I hear you, but ain't got it. So do what you gotta so, do. Yeah. Uh, I, all right. Cool. Well, I wish somebody would be like, oh, we're going to serve papers. We else. Well, where are you? I'm at the front door. Britain, where are you at? <laughs> I don't I see what. I remember one time somebody said, well, you know, if you don't take care of this right here, it's going to adversely affect your credit. I was like, sir, my credit is 725. I have four credit cards. I have a home loan and a car loan. So if it fucks my credit, what you really think you're going to do to me? Shit, I mean, a couple years ago, a few years ago, I'd be like, I ain't got no credit. So now, so, so I ain't not no way. <laughs> Those ones real good. What credit? <laughs> Go on with that. I'm just for all my fools out there, but yeah, man, watch out for them scams. This is serious business. I was talking to a guy at work. He said his buddy or something got hit for like 10 G's. I was like, man, what, oh, what man. would you do? He's like, he was so scared. He just gave him their money. <laughs> I'm like, shit, I want to I know what they said. Let me, let me try that. <laughs> 10 G's? We got to take like it outside or something. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like that. Shit, if it's that kind of money involved, no, I'm not just rolling over on that one. Let me go buy some phone numbers. I'm calling from. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump has screwed up all Americans' credit. I'm calling to collect <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I really just can't get over. It. They really gonna try to tell me that. Um, this big bank, this the federal government, I, I got hit with the tax one too, is really coming after me for two thousand right. dollars. Right, like what right. dude, really? No, they not. No, they not. They, okay. they, they would have your dumbass call. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Well, they ain't chasing my little ass now for those funky two thousand dollars. Come on, man. It's like I don't know the game, but I know that ain't it. Nah, they'd have just took that money. <clears throat> but anyway, um, <laughs> uh, we wanted to talk about uh, so the the new Spider Man movie is coming out pretty soon, like in a couple weeks, I believe. Yeah, uh, Spider Man Far From Home. They have actually shown it to a select few of people so far have seen it, and you can see the reactions online. Um, but I've been hearing that uh, there's some. I don't know, bombshells or something really important happens at the end of the movie, the post credit scenes. There's two of them. And it just got me thinking, um, you know, there's a lot of there's trailers out there. They've released some scenes from the movie. And these are not spoilers, what I'm saying here, because they're in the trailers and stuff. But uh, the Minestro, is that how you say it? Minestro? Mysterio. Mysterio, excuse me. <laughs> Mines, Minestro. Ooh, that's something else. Mysterio character by Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm saying his name right. He is saying that he was from some other alternate timeline or multiverse. He was saying from the multiverse and stuff. And <clears throat> whether or not he's lying or not, you know, we don't know that yet. And of course, this is after Endgame, so you're dealing with the death of uh, Tony Stark. Uh, I'm curious. I don't know if people know that. Uh, 
Captain America is no longer around. They might not be common knowledge to people. And it also is dealing with the fact that a lot of these people had disappeared, you know, during the snap. And now they have come back, you know, five years later. So you're dealing with that as well in this Spider-Man world. But I started thinking, like, what, are, what could be some of the things that may have happened in this movie? Uh, sort of predictions or you know, how does it tie in to the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I believe this is the last movie of Phase 4. Is that right? That yep. is correct. And, and Phase 5 starts with, after this. And also we hear now that Marvel is going to be at Comic-Con this year at Hall H. And one can only assume that they're going to announce their next slate of movies or where they're going forward. Cause I don't think they've officially announced anything yet. Nope. After this, we know that their black widow is currently in production, but they haven't announced the data when it's coming out or they haven't announced it when, yeah, when it's coming out. Um, and there are probably some other movies that are in, you know, pre-production mode. Um, but I was kind of think a couple of things I was throwing out there. I was think I was wondering one, if, uh, the girl who's sort of playing like the Mary Jane, Jane character. I don't know if that's her name in the movie. What's the, the what's her name? It starts with a Z. Zendaya. Zendaya. I wonder. I was. I wonder if she. Is it looks like in the trailer she knows he's Spider Man, right? But I was wondering. Wonder whether it'd be interesting if she end up becoming Black Cat or something like that. Um, hmm. And hmm. and then um, I was wondering too if they go with the whole you know multiverse type of thing would it be crazy if um mysterio was actually peter parker from the future oh. <laughs> and like he actually came back because it was like uh what if he was actually i don't know why he would do it but if he was coming back to do something and it has something to do with Tony Stark or something. He's just using Tony's tech to do all that. I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, and then I think one of the other uh, things I saw online, people was question, asking a question, what if uh, Mysterio actually takes Peter into the multiverse at the end and they go on a different earth and that's kind of how it ends and could that open the door for like mutants or maybe uh, people are saying something to do with uh, Tobey Maguire too. Maybe there's, yeah. a, there's a hint of these other Spider-Man. And there's a recent article or interview with the guy who plays Spider-Man. What's his name? Uh, Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Where he's, he says he wants to do a movie where it's him, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfinkel, whatever, all playing Sp- <laughs> That's not, that's not Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Garfinkel. I be on some other shit. Simon and Garfinkel. No, that's his son. Man. I heard that was his son. But he wanted to do a movie where all three of them be Spider-Man and be some multiverse thing. I don't know if he's low-key throwing hints out. I'd probably sue his ass to oblivion, but Marvel. But uh, I don't know. It's, that would be some headbuster stuff. And I could see, I'd be like, you know what? We, well, I, I certainly love Into the Spider-Verse and they introduce all these other Spider-Man. What if they try to do that with the live action and maybe bring in Miles or bring in Toby or some, or bring in some other superheroes 
venom or something. But that's just kind of stuff I was throwing out there. Curious what you guys thought. Well, about. how would you define which Spider-Man is quote unquote the six one six Spider-Man? <clears throat> is it Tom? Is it uh, Toby? We don't know. Now, if they do bring in the alternate, alternate or other universes, I'm all for bringing Miles in, but I don't need to see Gwen, Spider Gwen. Nah, hell no. Mm. I don't need to see the thing. A lot of the stuff in the Spider Verse, I don't need to see that. But if they can, you know, somehow integrate Miles into it, yeah, and, and, and integrate Miles with a full-grown Peter Parker, not with Tom Holland. No. Well, we gotta remember. I can only assume Miles must already exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because didn't um, Donald Glover be, is playing his uncle? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they so they do have that. I don't, I don't know, but um, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, spoilers. I mean, I don't know if you want to hear this, but there's a spoiler rumor out there that apparently Garfield and uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in Far From Home. Again, it's a rumor. Mm. Yeah, I think I kind of heard something like that. People are people are speculating that that's what the end credit is: is that he meets those other two Spider Mans, which you know is is kind of cool because they kind of did that at the end of uh, Into the Spider Verse. But it was just kind of like, mm, where do you go with that? Ultimately, I think if I what if I, I want to know how much longer is this agreement with Sony going to go how many is it one more movie I believe there's one more movie that they're contracted to do is it two or three or they're just going to turn it all over to Sony which yes they did a great job went into the Spider-Verse but from Spider-Man 3 through the amazing Spider-Man films Sony left to their own devices it's <laughs> trash for Spider-Man <laughs> Well, they'll yeah. probably go as long as the money's on the table. And I'd imagine this is going to be a big movie. I don't think Marvel would walk away from that. Nor so. I mean, again, I just think that it opens the door to have other heroes. I, I wouldn't see Marvel letting go Spider-Man anytime soon if it was up to them. Yeah, I, I, yeah you're saying uh, how long they, they'll have it going. I, I could just see Sony... You know, feeling themselves just a tad bit. Look, we knocked it out of the park. We into the Spider Verse. Um, we let Marvel do the uh, the heavy lifting for us and write the Spider Man. We don't need them no more. I, I kind of can see. That. And then remember, they, they then you Venom, get then you, you get, get Venom. Venom. <laughs> so yep. again, well, that's, that's what you I'm can saying. say that it was a it, it was a, I I enjoyed the film. There was definitely some problems with it, but at the end of the day, Sony's looking at eight hundred million dollar box office. <laughs> Well, if and that was a case, for a sequel. sure. If that was a case, Sony probably saw every Spider-Man movie as a super success thing because they all, none of them, was well, a failure. Well, the Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Two, you saw that the box office started to decline. That's why they made the deal with uh, Marvel. Yeah. So that I mean that that was kind of different, but I, I think they, you, you know, how you got the Eagles. All we got to do is look at DC and how they their egos are oh we don't need to do it that way we can do it a film business way we can treat these characters like we do all these other films and you know sony's like well we, shoot we didn't we didn't have so uh marvel's help with venom look how that did look what we did with into the spider-verse so we, we don't need them yeah uh, spider-verse as much as i love it it didn't make that much money 
but, but, but it's the, got critical and it won an Oscar. So they probably right. think yeah, we we, we know Oscar. how to write it. We we know how to do, but you know again, but it didn't it, it didn't do the, the uh, gangbusters yeah, at the box office. I, I can just I, no, I hear what you you make great points. I just feel like at the end of the day, in my opinion, I think Marvel is in the power position. When you got billion dollar, two billion dollar movie box office, yeah, yeah. they want to eat off of that. that it ain't, and again, you separate Spider-Man from that, then you're going to be dealing with them box office returns, dropping right back down. Cause that's true. That, they're getting that MCU rub. Yeah, uh, they're getting I mean, heavy. I, you know, um, Far From Home, it, it, I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was the best Spider-Man film of the Homecoming. Yeah, Homecoming. Yeah, Homecoming. Um, but let's be honest, having a... Iron Man yeah. in that film, and even Happy Hogan interacted with him. Beginning the film with the uh, another alternate look at the Civil War fight, that all helped it. Yeah, and, and again, you take Spider-Man out of Civil War, you take him out of Infinity and Endgame, you think their box office would be about anything? No. Not at, that, so, not at these levels. That's why that it's, level, in be, it's in their interest. That's why I say I think Marvel's in a power position because they they're like, well, oh, you don't want you don't want him to be in these movies. Okay, good luck. Uh, uh, we'll like, see. It's nice to have Spider-Man, you, but yeah, we don't need him. Because when you come back, it's gonna be even for even you're gonna be getting even less money off the movie. So you think wisely about backing out of these deals. Cause then we what? really you know what I mean? Like you're gonna wanna come if they was to pull him out, I guarantee when they do three billion dollar Marvel movies, they're gonna wanna can oh, can we put him back in there? Oh, now you're coming back to the table now. You know you're going to get a, a, a whacker deal than what you had before. You never should have left. So they, they have to think wisely about that because Marvel shows no signs of slack yet. Right. You know. And but they, this, uh, the hearing about this multiverse and uh, all the speculation, I am hoping another theory I heard out there was that um, the snap because you know, let's just be honest. As smart as we think Banner is and Banner Hawk was, they're not on the level of Thanos. So them wielding the Infinity Gauntlet, he didn't properly bring the characters back, and it supposedly made a ripple effect throughout the um, the, the the multiverse or whatnot. And they're saying that um, that's that's what's going to allow the X Men to come in and Fantastic Four. Which to me, I've already said, you don't need to do that for the Fantastic Four. You can just create the Fantastic Four now. Somebody else, I read somewhere else that um, that the Fantastic Four were actually created in the 60s. I think we had this discussion on uh, in the discourse chat that they're saying that one of the theories batted around is the Fantastic Four being made in the 60s and that they've been in the quantum realm all this time and the snap released them, which I thought, well, we just had an out of time Captain America. Do we want four new characters that are out of time? So that's kind of interesting. I feel like having it to to bring in the X-Men, I think it would work just fine, but I just don't want them to get it convoluted because the audience that aren't comic book fans got to be able to follow this and have it make sense to them. And I'm sure even uh, Endgame was confusing to a lot of people. Mm, I don't know. Shit, you would think not the way people went and saw it, but... Uh... I, I think at this point, Marvel will pretty much do anything, man. And as long as they have the quality, people will be on board if they're entertained by it. Uh, but in terms of Spider-Man, uh, 
to me, he has to stay a part of it only because it, it's an ongoing story. If you pull him out of it, then he gets to be a part of none of what they got coming. And I'm sure Marvel got something for that ass because they're going to they gonna build up to another big event, you know, maybe another 10 years or something. And everybody's going to eat off of that. And if you ain't a Spider-Man ain't a part of it, Marvel not going to lose a damn thing. <laughs> It'd be Sony's fault. They, they won't be able to reference none of the stories in. So they, they ain't going to pull away from that. Because who knows? They might be like, yeah, man, we, we're building this Fantastic Four. We're building the Secret Wars. We're building to this. Y'all want to be a part of that? Uh, if not, we're still building it anyway. <laughs> so they'd be in their best interest to keep them locked in. Uh, but we'll see. But I, I mean, I think that this movie is definitely going to be pretty good. I'm looking forward to seeing this now. I got my ticket. I'm ready. Uh, I want to see what they do. I can't wait. I, I want to see what Marvel announces. Very curious uh, what they got coming up. Some people are talking about look like they might be building up Oscorp. You know, uh, Harry, you know the Osborns into it. Um, some people said that I'm like a I'm not gonna say all that, but some people said some of these characters might be scrolls that are revealed at the end. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So I'm ready. <clears throat> all righty. Um, go ahead. I, I was thinking that the the big reveal or twist was gonna be that Mysterio is just lying about everything. Which kind of Which would make sense, yeah. but it wouldn't be that big of a deal to me. Like I'm like, yeah, okay, I would right. expect that. <laughs> but it's like it just gives me that uh, Mandarin vibes from Iron Man three. It's like yeah. why tease us with this multiverse and then it's all a big con. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, that's why I was like that'd be too easy and corny. Like, but we'll see. You know, something they said something's gonna happen, so I, I'm curious to see what that is. But. It definitely, I bet you it opens the door wide for the new Marvel movies. We're like, oh, shit. And then and then the next week or so, they'll come with the Comic-Con presentation where they'll be like, okay, we got this coming. Oh, we got that coming. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. There's a talk that they're going to do a, a reboot of the Inhumans in a film. Uh, so, maybe you can let that one go. Leave that go. Yeah, leave that alone, yeah. man. I, I like that's got to be BS because if you got the X Men, why are you trying to dip back to the Inhumans? Yeah, that was a failure. Leave it alone. Best left forgotten. Yeah, that was an abysmal failure. <laughs> it's like I like Black Bolt. I like the concept, but yeah, I might want to just put them out the pasture and go to the X Men. Is, is that one? Was that one so bad they didn't even put that on Netflix? Or is that on? on okay, it was on ABC. They actually. <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying, but it never went to Netflix though, did it? Uh, I don't know. I have agents. I, I have never. Agents of Shield go on Netflix. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's that bad. I was like, nah. Yeah, we ain't gonna put that on streaming. <laughs> right. They're gonna bury it out somewhere <laughs> next to Iron Fist. Man. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Um, anything? You guys got any other uh, things you want to add into the mix? Let's talk about these reparations, boss. Hilarious. Let's talk about them. Yeah, so they had a congressional hearing this week, and I need to know who the hell put these RSVPs together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because the the one sister, I think it was with Barvu or no Mar Marvu, I, I Malvo. Malvo. I was getting there. I had the ooh in there, right? <laughs> 
that's just the. I mean, I think we all give respect to Tariq Nasheed, and we talk about his mouthpiece and his game. He ain't got shit on her. She was spitting facts and fire, shutting them down, calling folks the Kumbaya brothers, which had me rolling. And then we had, of course, we had our coons, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Owens. I can't think of his first name. It was some Burgess Owens. That's right. That dude. And then we had our moist rapper, <laughs> Dirt, <laughs> community activist. <laughs> this brother out here talking about we don't black folks don't need reparations. It's a uh, plot by the left trying to keep black people down and by Democrats. And he decided, like all these other fools that decided to be to get into the public limelight, not to scrub his social media and his internet because there's a video of this fool uh, doing a rap video in some tidy whities on the trains, on the bridges of New York, talking about some stupid ass mess. But uh, overall, what pissed me off was just seeing, once again, it looked like black people are getting on cold and trying to hold not white people, although they're the ones who have the power of the federal government, but the U.S. federal government accountable for not paying reparations to the descendant, to the slaves and the descendants of slaves. If you do your research, you'll see that slave owners receive reparations for the loss of their slaves, but somehow making it to the ones who were actually enslaved and allowed to be enslaved by the federal government. And I keep putting in that point out, the United States became a country around 1780, and they allowed for the continuation of slavery for around, what, 85 years? So that's why you're asking for reparations from the federal government, not white people. I don't give a damn that there's no white people living today that own slavery. We ain't talking to, we ain't asking for the white people the white citizens to give us reparations. We're asking this federal government to do that, which they have a history of doing that to Native Americans, to the Japanese, to uh, Jewish people. And then we got these, I'm just going to go ahead and say, these coon-ass mofos letting (laughs) us know that pretty much what about black-on-black crime? Uh, We need to pick ourselves up by the bootstrap. Shouldn't be looking for a handout from the government. Stop blaming white folks for where the state of the black community now. So I just wanted to get what was you guys' thoughts on that whole spectacle? Well, first of all, I'm I'm going to be petty for a second. Are you? Aren't you being a little homophobic? How do I get petty? <laughs> first of all, it ain't homophobic. Say, dude was looking moist in his tidy whiteies. See, white, why he's got to be moist, man? Dude. Did you see the video, Mike? <laughs> I know. I'm just messing. <laughs> I'm <big> <laughs> I'm I'd say the same thing if that was a sister in some mm. in a thong just walking around on the on the bridge, but didn't want to be at the Congress talking about we don't need no reparations. What is what's wrong with him? Uh, <laughs> with his draws. That's his style, man. You know, it's kind of like when them cats on striking vipers, man. I think you being, being a little style. homophobic, man. Why you on his lifestyle? So you saying you can't be? You saying you can't be in his draws and uh, tell you that you don't need reparations? Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the goddamn L train in your draws, rapping. <laughs> but, but you, but you be the same one, caping for Cardi B. She be in her draws, and you be saying she be trying. Is she to, on the L train? She be dropping 
No, she, she on the she on the stage. She in, in, on the stage as the people pay for that adults. This dude is on the L. People paying for, to, to to buy his music. You saying you saying people not buying his music? Shit, no. That's why. He, <laughs> how you know? <laughs> how you think he got to? Congress? That's why he got this hustle. How, how, how you think he got to to Congress if he wasn't doing it big? Man? I, I have not. See, that's the question. How did they? Like, like Anthony <laughs> Maybe said, Ed Buck got who made this again. RSVP list. That's uh, Ed Buck. I'm just messing with you. It's it's foolishness, man. And I agree with everything you said. Uh, to me, it's just you know it just goes down to the whole people being kind of brainwashed, man. They don't value themselves, and they just give all these arguments of why oh you shouldn't get money. You know, don't blame white. Nobody's blaming white people. Uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna be like okay. We're going to pass reparations, so now every white person in America, we're going to deduct an extra a do- dollar amount out of your check from going forward or something. That's just ridiculous, and it's just reaching, man. It's like, yo, this is what America does. They pay people back, reparations. They, they be doing this type of stuff. I don't understand why it's any different when it's black people, but I understand why it's different because people have been brainwashed to think blacks have no value, and why would you do this for them? They're not worth it. And they actually would get black people to believe this as well. Uh, that's just how I see it. Is 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 this an end all? Would reparations be the end all, be all, and this would help everything? No, it's not about that. Um, and I think anyone who thinks that is is ridiculous. But I just don't see why you would take it off the table outright uh, when that's what they do with other people. And I, well, I would always question people: Why are you so venomously against it for black people? particularly other black people, I just want to, why? Like, no one's saying we're victims. We're saying we want that bread. I'm not a victim if I'm saying I need to get what's owed to me. It's not a victim. You owe me something. Let me get that. When the bill collector, he called my house, is he a victim when they want their money? Nope. Nope. So why should I be? Why would the value be any different if it's, in a, if it's something that was uh, done against you and wrong? So I just don't really see see that but you know i understand the mentality i understand we, we've been through a lot as a people and i know it's fuck with our head but i just i just want to could slow down and just look at it from that angle and it's not about you know the young brother that they had up there talking he almost i get the opinion he almost feels personally insulted or something like like it devalues him or something it's like it's not about you man like you made it great happy for you everyone doesn't have the same success or opportunities that you did so it's not about you it's about the greater good man this is just another form of helping us get to that point but just because we're asking for something does not mean that we're weak or victims don't let them push that narrative into your brain that that's the only way you can be seen that that's what i have a problem with and it's like i'm glad you say that because you're asking for that doesn't mean that you're weak it's that because when I look at the Japanese, I don't feel like they thought they were weak. They, it was about uh, punishing the American government. It was about you making right what you did to our people. When the Jewish people, they collected checks from the UK, America, and Germany. I don't believe they looked at it as, oh, we need this in order to, to for make good. or I mean, we need this because um, we were done wrong. This is the only way we can get ahead and, and whatnot. It was, okay, you did wrong. 
we this is the only way we feel we can punish you that you feel it or at you know, the same token how we can uh improve not well, I'm gonna say improve ourselves but start fresh or start or begin again and I don't see why is it looked down upon to hold the United States government accountable for their past transgressions and they'll come up with every argument in the book well they're not alive no more you know again I I, I question why are they fighting so hard for I guess I don't understand why why they're so against it if they don't really again if the money's not coming out of your pocket and it's going to help somebody else why are you so vehemently against it I just don't understand why you would be so again because you don't really value us and you hate to see it's almost like instinctual into you to no you don't what it ain't got it ain't got nothing to do with you <laughs> so why do you even care don't you want to see if it helps somebody? Let them go and get. I would be like, man, go on and give them their money. Cool. That they shit been crazy for them, and if they if they think this is gonna help, cool. They ain't gonna stop me from nothing. I, I own these industries. My people are good. So I, fuck them. I don't give them their little money. I, I just don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't really understand the venomness of it. But it's something else there. That's what I said. It's to me, it's something else. That's the real conversation I would like to have later. Like, why are you so mad? I think part of it that makes them mad is that they just don't want to take responsibility. The federal government, it's, it's just so amazing. Slavery happened. The federal government had it in the Constitution. The founding fathers that people think are so great, they had it in there that, you know, slaves can be held, I mean, can be counted as three-fifths of a person for representation purposes. It's in the Constitution. It's in the Constitution that slavery would no under no longer exist. In the Constitution. So it's like, why do you, I feel like they think that paying this out further uh, knocks, it hits them in the face that the American government, the United States of America, was an effed up place that allowed slavery. The other thing, and which really kills me, is when I see black people say this, and they'll put it out there, well, you know, um, those Arab countries, they took a lot of slaves out there. What I want to say, well, you know what? I don't fucking live in the Middle East. I live in America. My people were born in America. They weren't born in the Middle East. Well, you know, uh, in Africa, a lot of those African nations, they sold black people into slavery. And I say again, I don't live in fucking Africa. <laughs> okay. I live in America. Yeah, I was like, okay. My family was born here. <laughs> the, pe- the people that, uh, you know, maybe, yeah, we could go after uh, uh, Ghana and Kenya. Yeah, we could do that. I don't know how much money we're going to get from them. But I know we probably can get some money from America for the effed up stuff they did. I don't think we, we damn sure can't go to Saudi Arabia and be like, yo, y'all did this. Give us this money. They didn't laugh right. They asses off at us. So I was like, I don't live there. My family wasn't born there. My family ain't there. They didn't suffer slavery in the Middle East. They suffered slavery in America. So don't tell me about what those other countries did. Don't tell me about what those African nations sold and gave them to. Let's let's get let's get America right, and then maybe with that money America gave us, we can go after restitution from the Middle East and those African nations if we so choose. Mm. Yeah, take it. Hey, I, well, we're gonna hold our own nuts. So. <laughs> Can't do nothing with that, but we're dealing with this right now. So let's get this popping. Take care of home home business. Then we can worry about. I mean, that's, I guess that's for our our real African brothers. They can go and get their money from their government. There. And but hey, and you know the other part. People ask. They'll say this. A lot of these uh, 
people of color that they have speaking to some of these people aren't even descendants of people from slaves. So some people question, like, why are they even speaking? It doesn't affect them. They would not get reparations anyway. Wouldn't you have, like, black people who are descendants of slaves be the one arguing this point? Or, ver- or, or usually the ones against it be the ones who ain't going to get it no way? So it's just kind of, that's kind of funny, too. Like, you're not even an American. Your, your family wasn't even from America, so you wouldn't get the rep. Reparations anyway But you arguing against it Makes a lot of sense You ain't got nothing to do with it (laughs) Go sit down man (laughs) But I'm curious Big Sexy what do you think about all this You know I've been trying to follow this Because I I wanted to see the Danny Glover Presentation uh, At Congress but I didn't get a chance to see it And I'm just I'm curious you know again Because like Anthony said you have the incredibly well qualified, prepared with receipts, you know, Miss Malvo, and then you got the guy running around in his draws. How can you have your message taken seriously when you got that knucklehead as a part of it? Who picked him? You know, who who put this together? That's my that's my you know main uh, curiosity. Yeah, and they probably know why they picked him. They're clowning, you know. Oh, oh, he's black. He's against. He's he's into all this. Oh yeah, get him up here. I mean, to me, he was on his. Uh, what's some two girls called? Oh, Diamond and Silk. Diamond and Silk. <laughs> it's the same ones who picked them, man. If I gave you Diamond and Silk. Yeah, I can see them now. They're like, yeah, this y'all king. Yep. Yeah, he he LGBT now. Y'all listen to him. He, huh? Same with diamonds and stuff. Hey, they're two black, strong black women now. You better listen to them now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a game, man. It's all a game. But we'll see. ADO West. No rep, no vote, nigga. <laughs> but anyway, go down that route now. Y'all start crying. <laughs> what you mean we died for? They died for now. Okay. <laughs> the the chick the chitlin then it comes afterward. But it, mm-hmm. uh, oh, <laughs> I'm throwing shot. <laughs> and y'all do what you want to do. Don't listen to me. Anything else? Anything? Oh yeah 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 yeah. We brought her up. Your, your girl Cardi. Ah! Yeah, you tried to get up. <laughs> I was gonna forget what I told you. Now listen. Uh, let me let me. Let me find, find I'll go it. ahead and hold this L. I'm I'm willing to. Not like I can say I'm willing. I I will accept this L. Well, I don't want to see anybody get hemmed up and stuff. But headline is Cardi B indicted on felony charges in connection with strip club attack. And this was that thing that happened last year in a New York strip club where she attacked us two bartender girls, uh, alleging one of them or alleged attacked them. Um, I guess saying that one of the girls may have uh, had some sort of relationship with her husband yep, or something like that, you know, and this is at the height of when she's the, you know, super popular at the top doing her thing and, you know, getting involved in ratchet behavior, you know, um, that you don't even need to be doing. You, you're on another level. Um, but I, 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 you know, so they finally starting to catch up with her. It's unfortunate, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, I guess my, that's why my thing is to say, like, you know, 
you have to be careful of your actions. And I don't know if this is a pattern for her to be in getting caught up in things like this. Uh, you know, of course, she had that uh, admission where she was saying she drugging dudes and setting them up to get violated or robbed and stuff. You know, that's just crazy type of behavior. Um, it just puzzles me that, you know, she's elevated to the level of what it is. But I get it. I understand it. Uh, hopefully this would be a wake up call for her to be like, you know what? Let me calm it down, man. And let me just do my singing and dancing and get this bread and, and leave all of the foolishness away, man. You don't need to be doing that. All you got to do now is just sing and dance. They willing to pay you to sing and dance and shake your ass. That's all you need to do. All of the outside fighting and admitting to crimes and stuff, that's dummy stuff. Like, I don't I don't understand what part of the game that is. I don't, but I don't know, man. Yeah, you know, it's like when I saw that come down, I just thought to myself, like, you know, there's that whole thing of selling out and authenticity and whatnot that, you know, at certain hood, you come from the hood and these acts of being, well, this is me, this is who I am. And the stories, except for the one where she admitted to the drugging, that's fine. But the the fact that you're going out there and still behaving in a manner that is messing with million dollar deals, million, and, and no, it shouldn't always be about the money. But the point being is you work this hard that you're getting million dollar deals from Pepsi and whatnot. Why she gets she's in a film as well with uh, I think it was Charlize Theron, I think maybe Tiffany Haddish, where she's playing a stripper, whatever. <laughs> a stripper. And it's like it's like protect your brand. It's Jay-Z, it's amazing. The lesson of 444 that too many people are missing. You know, they were thinking like, oh, look at that man. He's willing to put himself out there and admit um, his wrong and how he uh, he cheated and the work that he did to put his family back together. Yes, that's there. The other huge lesson you should have paid attention to was your legacy and the things you need to do to solidify your generational wealth for your kids and your kids' kids. And this behavior which was okay when you was just a stripper or the loud mouth on loving hip hop, it would have went under the radar and people would like, oh, whatever. Now you have a huge platform. You have million dollar deals. So you have to move differently. When 50 Cent came out, what was his whole thing? I got shot nine times. Was it nine times? I think it was nine, nine times. times. Mm-hmm. Within three years when he had that deal with vitamin water, <clears throat> he moved completely different. Yes, he's petty on social media, but you ain't hearing about him in the drama. We, we just saw a video of some cat running up on him and even squaring up, ready to fight him. Fifty handled that whole different than what he would have been in 2001. Maturity plus he got money on the line. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying money, money shouldn't be determinant of how you carry yourself. But when you're in situations with people that can mess with who have that can do nothing but mess up all of the things that you worked hard for. You need to be mindful and say and put that money first. And on top of it, and now I'm gonna say that it's gonna be some dirty macking like a motherfucker. But oh well, Cardi, why are you still with this nigga? Seriously, <laughs> why? Wow. I'm just I'm just being honest. Wow. You should not be with someone where 
you find it upon yourself to beat up on somebody, have somebody beat up on someone else because the person you're with, the person you're married to can't stay faithful to you, allegedly. It's like, I, I don't advocate leaving, breaking up the family, but if this shit is going on, do yourself, give yourself some peace of mind. Seriously, give yourself some peace of mind. Because now you, regardless of your career, now your freedom is potentially on the line behind some, in my opinion, some ratchet hood high school bullshit. My nigga, no, my nigga ain't fucking that bitch over there. Let's get, let's beat her ass. Like, are you serious? And I just feel shameful because at the early, what was it, February, March, you had the Democratic National Committee in Iowa saw you speaking on political issues and wanted to bring you in to speak and hopefully galvanize potential voters. Kind of sound and, like the dude they brought up for the reparations thing, which is the other <laughs> way, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, so it's like, you, this is low-key, some of the respect that you might have been guarding. Yeah, I know Mike probably said, nah, they was clowning. I know, I know yeah, Mike is probably heavy. Here's what, they think, here's what they think about you. That's what they was thinking. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah but I'm going to think positive. <laughs> okay. That's what they was thinking when they brought old boy up. That's all I'm saying. It's the same energy. <laughs> I can't, I, and I can't argue with you on that. I can't. But I'm going to think positive and think they probably, they wanted to give you that platform. And with that type of power that was potentially in your hand, you turn around and got an indictment on some my baby daddy fucking another bitch shit. See, I would ask the question, why is he with her? Not the other way, man. Oh. As far as I know, he ain't on camera acting a fool and talking greasy, yeah. assaulting yeah. people and stuff. She the one I questioned. What, what do you see in that, bro? Yeah, come up. Pepsi contract. <laughs> come up. Yeah. But you having kids. And yep. She's, man, she's wild, man. But I guess, I mean, hey, I ain't. They they married they like it they I love it so and like you said the 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 Nitsi got him crazy well I can't yeah. even say that because he messed with other yes I, I, when you're that young and you're at the top of the game I I just I don't see being married uh, it's very difficult you got all that coming at you and, and your maturity is so low at that point in that that age that they're at I, I don't think that was a wise move but what do I know. I'm just an older guy. So I feel bad for you, but I can't, I, I can't defend it. I can't rock with it. Yeah. You know, all I can do is pray that things get situated out. And hopefully, hopefully this is her nigga wake up call. Oh, <laughs> hopefully this, She's this not her, a nigga. Is, so let's be clear. So. <laughs> send that hate mail to Michael hold, D. Let her hold her own nuts. Ain't got nothing well, to do okay, with us. Well, okay, this is her wake-up call. Yeah, ain't got nothing to do with us. And, yeah, hey, they got another chick in the wings I, I see coming up to take her spot, uh, something, the Stallion or something. Big in the Stallion. Yeah, yep. so you better. Who better is keep, that? She the okay. next one. Google it. You'll thank yeah. me later. <laughs> yeah, she'll be, she'll replace, probably replace her. Once, uh, once the, you know, once uh, Cardi get to a certain point where she probably thinks she's starting to fill herself and walk into these meetings, Asking for a certain amount of money. Watch him flip the script. Megan the Stallion. Okay. They'll be like, oh, you think you need to get that much? Go in there and bring in the Stallion. Because she don't want nothing. Mm. And get her up out of here. Give her the, give her the uh, 
Minaj package. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's done. <laughs> Give her the Minaj package. Uh, and and that's and that's the thing because you know of course the uh, the as they call them the Barb's which is the Nikki fans and the the Cardi B fans are going at it. It's like right now it's like Nikki winning right now. She ain't got no case. She yeah, watch, watch, case. watch probably in maybe another five years. They'll be they'll be clicked up. Mm-hmm. They'll be yeah. clicked up because they'll be like, man, we we were at the top and we was fighting. Now we don't have the platform. We don't have a spotlight no more. We could have we could have clicked up when we was hitting and, and ruled the game. They played both of us. They got a new motherfucker in position. And now we here taking the scraps. Let's link up. <laughs> when, yeah. they, when they could have been. Stop all that fighting that they's at the top. They could have locked it down, but they're going to get replaced. Especially when you look at the history of female rappers. Yeah. They're here and gone. Yeah, they'll be replaced. They'll here be the, they'll be, she'll be, she'll be doing videos looking crazy like Foxy Brown. <laughs> like, Damn, I remember when Nikki was hitting me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bring up something I forgot. I wanted to bring this up last week. I forgot about it. Uh, this is a book recommendation. Uh, it's called Soulless, The Case Against R. Kelly. Uh, it's by Jim DeRocus. I'm saying his name right. He's a reporter with the Chicago Sun-Times. Let me tell you. Get the audiobook. It is written by Jim. Uh, this is... Um, it's about R. Kelly, obviously. This is not some glamorized entertainment type thing. This is from a real journalist. He is a music critic by heart. Um, he is a musician. He was in a he's in a punk band. He's a, he's an older cat now. He's always followed music. He's from Chicago. He was the first cat to write the first story about R. Kelly by the late nineties about this stuff when it was first popped off into his attention and he is basically his whole career journalistic career for the most part he's he's a professor now and does other stuff but he has followed this whole thing from the gate and has done the research has the receipts and has the in-depth reporting about it that will take you through this whole journey of this thing man it was a riveting book listen to it uh just man when you realize how big and how long this has been going on and how deep it is it's a pretty interesting story he follows the early stuff the first court case follows all through take you all through that goes into the history and then you will really like this big sexy goes into the uh story of the judge who was in on that case and his background boy if that is i'm not gonna spoil it for you if that is not a poster child for white privilege i don't know what is i don't know how this cat is a judge but i get it because they are cold like a mug and he he was right he was caping for kelly but you see how it all this goes all the way this book just came out and it talks about stuff that happened this year so it's a very current book as well uh what's what's the young lady they got up there kim fox yeah she's in this a, a part of this and Listen, I'm telling you right now, if you want to really see what this whole thing was about, and I'm talking about a deeper dive than the little Lifetime TV thing. I'm talking about the real, listen to this book. If you're a fan of music, listen to this book. If you're a fan of pop culture 
fucking law. Listen to this. If you are a parent, <laughs> you need to listen to this. If you are an artist, what's the name of this? It's called Solace: The Case oh. Against R. Kelly. It's a must listen because this thing is way. It's about his situation, but it also really speaks about us as fans. And it also, you know, the broader topic. And he talks. Oh, this about is a new book. Too. This is new. Yes, it just came out. It oh, talks sure. about okay. can we separate art, the artist, their their work from the artist, you know. Um, fascinating book man really good just uh r kelly man just you know he's a sick dude i'll tell you this i walk away from it like this at the beginning of the book it'll I start, be here tomorrow oh there you go i, I started <laughs> to feel sorry for him a little bit because it goes and you know it kind of talks about his abuse that was done to him but it's really a case of like man this is what happens when we go through traumatic things in our childhood and they left unchecked, they're never dealt with, never discussed. You never get the help you need it for it. And what happens if you are giving unlimited resources and you have these issues? You, in his case, he became, I hate to use this word, he became the super predator. You know, he was an innocent kid, abused sexually, already Already had some learning problems, right? Can't read or write, you know, write, read and this stuff. And then, but super gifted. Now, I, I, you can challenge me if you want. I'm going to keep it 1,000, speaking just as a music person. No question this dude is a musical genius. You, you don't write songs that resonate with generations, and you're not a genius. It don't work that way. Is he a, is he a guitar maestro, or is he? No. But does he know how to make songs that for generations people have grown up with identify yes he has done that he has got receipts for it but when you are gifted like that and you have deep-seated issues sexual addictions and you've been molested and you don't have the father and da, 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 and then you be, you become a million you have millions of dollars in the, in the industry caping for you that's just how you become the super predator and and then it sort of makes you look at us as fans and we realize like we see the signs of this going on but because of how things are presented to us and because of how music may make us feel or different things we can uh disassociate the real problem what's really going on but because but we see this other rosy picture even to the point where i would even now look at it and question our, our Dave Chappelle, like, you know, a lot of people, some people know this from the Dave Chappelle jokes, right? The, from his show, he's peeing on them and, and even the boondocks and stuff. But the thing in the book talks about, and I actually step back and look at it, we joke about him peeing on somebody or his sexual perversion, but we, we didn't look at it for what it really was. It wasn't about peeing on somebody it was about he was raping kids so we but he but you'll never again wouldn't it be a funny joke if you told the truth of it there's nothing funny about raping a child <laughs> so you know what i mean so that's how we uh but we can't deal with that we can deal with it being funny and oh he's peeing on people or he's got the sex tape no it's a rape tape so when you look at it in the context of actually what it is it's an underage girl 
doing sex acts, so that's statutory rape. It's not a sex tape. And we don't think about it. I never really thought about it like that. But now as a parent, when I think about it, yeah, I would think it would be a rape tape if it was my daughter. I wouldn't be like, oh, you see a sex tape? Or, oh, Dave Chappelle got a thing. It's a joke about peeing on girls. No, it's a joke about a girl being raped. <laughs> be like, oh, that's not really funny. Why is his songs being played? Well, it's not. So, so it's, it's a fascinating book, man. And dude is on his journalistic side. Every once in a while, he'll give you his opinion. Only because he's been following it so much. And it, you, you hear him from the people. And he, he, he talks. He's either talked to everybody involved. Off the record who's been involved. They have bullets come. They shot at his house. You know, those original sex tapes was delivered to him first and it just really pulls everybody that you've seen and all these other little documentary stuff it's all in there laid out and it goes all the way till today i'm telling you i recommended other books and things but you need to listen to this book i say listen to it because to hear him talking it it was just really good but it's a must it's a must man it really breaks down our culture for the last 30 years. This shit been going on for 30 years. The Aaliyah stuff. All that's in. It's crazy man. The fact that this guy. Even to this day. He's still got two women. Who. Stay, you know, openly stay with him. And that. But he used to have six girls. There's so many phases to it. And at the end of the day. The only reason he's probably. Being reckoned with now. You could say it's me too and stuff. But it's probably more so that he has no more money to fight it. So that's why he's all of a sudden catching the hill. Because before he could just, he was paying, it, you know, 30 years of paying it off. But now you know, it's not like he don't got a dime to his name. So now the reckoning has really set in. But so it's a fascinating listen, man. Uh, Does the book yeah. talk about, uh, you know, again, I haven't read it. Was it talk about his businesses and why he doesn't have any money? Um, uh, well, essentially, yeah, because he's been paying off all of these court cases for years. His whole career has been about paying people off, and, you know, and he, you know, you'll hear about, yeah, he bought this multi-million dollar house or this tender, you know, he's squandering his money at the end of the day. And then there's allegations of people stealing from him and things of that nature. Um, it touches on, uh, Hankerson, I can't think of his name. He was his manager for all the heyday and he used to be married to Gladys Knight. He was uh, Leah's uncle, I believe. It, it talks about, insinuates that part of his deal of, of leaving it was he probably has all of the royalties, uh, I think from the first two R. Kelly albums. So a lot of these songs, big songs R. Kelly's have, he's not getting paid royalties from these because he don't have the publishing. He's going to these other people you answered the magic question. Yeah, so this, wow. yeah, he's don't have so and and, and and it follows all of his albums when they come out. Uh, the, you know, it talks about the concerts and all that stuff he had with Jay Z. It, it talks about everything, but you'll see, you know, as things changed, and as the perception in society started to change and the label started to change, his hits, and he was having big hits through all periods, you know, years and years and years and decades. But it just got to the point where it was like, okay, we're not trying, the people ain't trying to hear this shit no more. Even when the music was being highly, sort of, you know, somewhat regarded in the music press, 
People wasn't buying it. The label started changing. Uh, the Me Too, Mute R. Kelly effectively canceled all his concerts. <laughs> so he couldn't make no money. And then, obviously, you don't know how to read or write. You know, And you've heard him talk about it recently. He don't know nothing about... He can't read. He don't know how to do no math. So how, who's keeping the books? <laughs> he, he barely... He just, in his, one of his last interviews, he talked about walking into the bank and not knowing how to fill out the forms to see what, what is... A, he don't know his account number. So, so I mean, that tell you why he ain't got no money. Right or wrong, this is going to make him a sympathetic figure. It will not. Listen oh, to the whole really? thing. It is, I said in the beginning, I sort of felt sorry for him. But as you listen to it, he's a 53, four-year-old grown-ass man and admittedly knows what he's doing. And there's nothing to feel sorry. I said he became the super predator. You, you're not going to feel sorry for the guy who knowingly knows what he's doing and there's a certain point when you know you have a problem and you try to get help but there's a point where you're just like you know what this is what i do and in his recent stuff it's in the book and he recently said these things this year them parents shouldn't have brought them girls around me wow they know what they're dealing with them motherfuckers should have got me 30 years ago it's too late my music is injected into the culture Oh, so he got to go then. Okay. He says this out of his own mouth. So he knows what he's doing. He knows what it is. But it's just, it's uh, it's really about us <laughs> coming to grips to understand what was in front of us the whole time and why we would allow this to change. Or why do we allow that to go on so far? It, and it's funny, you know, the guy says in the book, he's like, you know, in Chicago, white people didn't know who the hell he was which is why a lot of the uh, early court cases and things, the police and the system didn't act on it because they didn't know who he was. They didn't care. He was like, who is this? Yeah, he, but he's a big star. He's from Chicago. I ain't never heard of him. This is some hip hop thing or something. Eh. And dude and out of his mouth, he said, and of course, you know, he's dealing with young black girls, poor, He's like, if they would have had, if these would have been white girls, this would have been a national uh, thing a long time ago. He would have been and been over. But because he was smart enough to know, he kept it that way. You could literally have him with underage girls. He he, the tapes, sex tapes is on sale at the rape, well, allegedly rape tapes is on sale at Tower Records. Jesus. So, That'll tell you, you know, you, you know damn well if it was Usher and it was some white girl, underage girl, and they had the tapes for sale at Barnes and Nobles, it'd be in a reckoning. They wouldn't touch it. They would have been a reckoning. So, but that's, you know, but that's what I'm saying. The book is just, it's fascinating because it made me look and I was like, man, I, sometimes I can't, I, I catch myself, I'd be singing his shit in, the, in my mind, you know, just. I don't see nothing wrong. Or step in the name of... He got so many songs. and But it, he's right. It is ingrained in our psyche. But how do we deal with that? How would we reconcile with that? And do we separate? Can you separate the art from the artist? Uh, so, again, I expect enough. Fascinating book. There's also a great interview with him at the end of this book. 
uh, the, the author, which is really good if if you if you get the audio book. But man, just good stuff, man. Wow, uh, the culture has changed significantly. Uh, but R. Kelly, I, I I didn't realize how big he actually was. Listening to this, I was like, you know what? God damn, this dude's opening the Olympic ceremonies and all this other uh, alone from all of his you know R and B and rap stuff. Dude was. He was super big, man. But, uh, and he was, foolishness is in front of our face the whole time, man. It's some sick stuff, man. Some parts of it, you're just like, ugh. Can't listen to this, man. What's this, month? man? I thought if I was going to be, I don't, I don't know, man. I just, he, to me, he needs to die, man. Like, Whoa! No, I'm serious. I, I'm sorry. I just, it, <clears throat> as a parent, I'm saying it as a dad. I just, there's no... Like I don't know how parents dealt with that, but to me there would be no. You couldn't cut me no check. I'm cool on the check, homie. I'd be like, I'm. You know, I don't even need the law to be involved. It's cool. I'll I'll play it off like it's cool. Like I'm straight. We we're gonna go our own way. But I'll be on some Batman. It it just wouldn't be. Mm -mm. Not like that, man. Not the kind of shit he got him doing. It's it's ridiculous, oh, man. It's it's not it's not cool at all, man. I can't. And the fact that there's knowing parents that knowingly, <laughs> let me tell I'll tell you this part and I'll stop. You know, the tape that everyone saw with the young girl in it back in the day. Well, not everyone saw it, but you heard about it. That girl's, I think this is maybe in the show, but her dad was in his band. Like they caped for him till this day. Like that girl is 30 some years old. She's still with this. Like they still involved in it i don't i would he would have been done over that like i don't care if she knowingly wanted to do it or not <clears throat> i couldn't i can't imagine like if that was my child and there's people in there to talk about like they was caping for him until it was their daughter then they want to leave you know like well how was you reconciling it all this other time well yeah but you know i just didn't i never saw it but then he got in a relationship with our daughter. And that's when we everything. That's when we left. He crossed the line. Motherfucker, he was crossing the line <laughs> with everybody else. It didn't matter to you. But when it hit home, that's why I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. All of all. So that's the other part. It ain't just him either. And apparently the FBI is about to drop a bomb case. But they about to snatch all these people up, which they should. Because it ain't just him. It was so many other people involved. Knowing no, they knew exactly what they was doing. And they all got to They all got to go to me. It's nasty motherfuckers, man. Just because it's a superstar. Mm -mm. Mm. Anyway, man. Then we're going to end it on that. <laughs> Well, ooh, it got me heated talking about this. Huh? In my feelings. Mm, mm, mm. Ladies. In your, in your feelings? Yeah, in my feelings <laughs> over this because it, uh, it's just deplorable. All right. Uh, we're going to get up out of here. Uh, Hold it. Oh, go. Hold it. You got something? Hold it. <clears throat> Real quick. Um, and this is a little crossover action. One of our uh, people, Laura Tebert from our Prince uh, oh, yeah, yeah. podcast area. She is in the Chicago Tribune today. Is this, was that today's paper? 
Uh, it might be. I, I, don't, I don't know, but well, she was it's not today, but very, very recently, and she has a blog up about what it would be like to live like Prince for one year. Yes, I took a look at it. One of the things that stood out was Prince was never afraid to say no to anyone. If it didn't feel right, then it didn't feel right. Uh, one of her entries talks about the whole USA for Africa thing and you know why he chose not to do it. And I'm like, wow. And again, can you imagine the pressure that must have been placed on him when that came about? Quincy Jones calls you. Uh, yeah, Prince, we're doing this thing with Michael and Lila Ritchie and Springsteen and whoever. We want you. I'm not going to do it, Quincy. Sorry. <laughs> and he stood stood to that. He said, look, I'll play guitar in it. And they're like, no. He said, I'm not coming. I'll send Sheila. He's like, okay. He's like, can I do a song for the album? They said, yeah, fine. But as far as that whole recording thing after uh, the AMAs, he said, no, I'm not doing that. Wow. And again, a lot of us, myself included, need to say no more often because when you trap yourself by always trying to be agreeable to things and you don't want to disappoint people, then you end up just getting yourself in a pickle. And that's not good for anybody. So yeah, I, I definitely recommend going to Chicago was it Sun-Times or Tribune? Or one of them, shit. And find the link to her uh, blog and definitely get into it. It's great reading. Yeah, shout, shout out to her. She's actually going to be on the Prince Podcast very soon here with Dave. She had another article that came out through the PR and alumni, uh, I want to say it was the last week or so. And it was a whole story about, you know, Prince reaching out to Dave uh, and, and, and saying, yo, I want to hire some black recording engineers. Let's restart Paisley Park. And, and so she put that piece out as well. So she's doing her thing. Shout out to her. Um, always one of the people I always see when I go to Minneapolis. Real cool, good peoples. Um, all right. This needs open an, another tangent, which I think we spoke on this before, but that whole USA for Africa thing and Prince saying no to that. I agree. You got to say no thing, but you got to say no to the right things. Well, you got to say no to the right things. But again, if you, I mean, there's this one, I think it was during the uh, MTV interview uh, in 85. Mm. Prince said, look, with all those people in there, I would have just clammed up. Sure. I get you it. Know, so I can understand that. Yeah, I get that. I'm, I, I just feel like, now see, if this has happened in today's world with social media, he oh, got, he got ripped. Yeah, he, he, he got ripped back then, today. but they would have really, I, I would I, I would argue, this could be reaching, I could be totally reaching, so don't, don't get so triggered in your comments. <laughs> but I would argue him saying no to that may have played into him not getting that Grammy when Sign of Times is up for for eligibility. Well? Because to me, he's saying no to oh. the game, actually. And I think there were so many people within the industry that saw that as him putting his middle finger up. I'm not saying that's what he did. I'm saying this is how it was perceived. Yeah. I think a lot yeah. of people was not fucking with him because of that. It's like, oh, he thinks he's better than us everybody's putting their shit aside to to do this thing it ain't about michael or lionel wrote it or 
you don't get to play this. It ain't about that. It's, we doing this for Africa, man. Like, you could argue if money went there. Da, da. I'm just saying the sentiment of it. It ain't about your personal ego or insecurities that you would clam up. This is not about you. But I understand why he did that, and I respect him. But I'm just saying, I, I would I would not be surprised if that's was with the backlash from the industry of like, oh okay, we'll we'll make a note of that. <laughs> you didn't play ball though, so don't be mad. When we don't Here's give your you. Demerit. Yeah. yeah, don't be mad when we don't give you a cookie in our organization because you don't want to play ball with us. That's how they be doing that type of shit. You know. I read an article about the whole uh, Live Aid thing. I forgot where I saw it, but there were a lot of bands who wanted to play and were told no. And there were some other bands who weren't asked in time to play. And it, it was really just a big fuck up, you know, in a lot of areas. I mean, for the great moments that stood out at Live Aid, like, you know, Tina Turner and Mick Jagger and, and Queen. There are a lot of missed opportunities there. A lot. Yeah. I, I, it's funny. And the funny thing is when that actually happened, I didn't even watch that when it was like I I wasn't oblivious per se, but I just didn't, it didn't have nobody that I necessarily cared for. Like I know Michael wasn't on there. Um, they had no <laughs> Prince wasn't on there. I think Run DMC <laughs> might have been on there. Possibly. Oh, I see. Here, Here's my beat on MTV. Yeah. When I was watching this, and I wasn't really familiar with Run DMC, but they had just hit the stage in Philadelphia. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's you know see what these guys are about. And then you have Mr. Mark Goodman. <laughs> yes, that Mark Goodman, who David Bowie ripped. He's coming on the air. Oh, we're going to Sting in London. <laughs> and they must have showed uh, a good 15 minutes of Sting's empty stage. I'm like, well, where the hell is he? You know, he didn't come out. So we're looking at Sting's stage, and they're still talking about, oh, Sting, Sting, Sting. Where is he? Why don't I see Run DMC? This is bullshit. Yeah, they, I guess he was literally doing what David Bowie was talking about in that interview. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that middle American market. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, the whole USA, I mean, the uh, USA for Africa thing. Uh, yeah, like I said, man, um, I just wish, I actually kind of wish Prince just came. He didn't even have to do shit, man. Your presence speaks value, yeah. va- values, just man. Be if, there. Yeah. If you can send Sheila E, it just looked kind of funny style to me. If you <laughs> you're gonna send her there, and she's not on the record, she's just there for the video. You could have just stood there too, like you know what I'm saying. The solidarity. It ain't about me. Yeah, I know Mike is doing his thing, and I don't, you know, uh, you know, leave the ego stuff out of it, man. Just like yo, you know what? Let me do this. I mean, I, 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 but I do love that he gave him a song, though. Um, one way or the other, I don't necessarily care, but I kind of, sometimes I wish, like, he'd just been like, yeah, let me just go in here and stand up on here. It ain't about, and it says nothing of his skill as a musician and, and his, um, and who he is as an artist. I don't even look at that as a testament of who's better and all that. I, I, I think, Quincy Jones said it best, lead the egos out the door. This right. ain't got nothing to do about who's better than motherfuckers. I'm bigger than all. I don't put <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is something for Quincy and the you know, we're doing this for the kids. Like I'm I'm here. I've been in this game. 
so slow down. You know, I know. Yeah, I know. Michael's over there. You understand the politics of the game, Michael? This motherfucking Michael Jackson. Stop it. You know. And see, it wasn't just that Michael was there. I mean, from a strictly quote unquote musician standpoint, you have big people. You walk there. into a room. There's Stevie Wonder. Yeah. There's Bob Dylan. There's Ray Charles. Exactly. Ray, Ray okay. Charles is standing here. Yeah, so if Ray Charles can be here, Y'all can be here you yeah. can be here. Stop it. <laughs> but that's what he, but it was probably, again, that's when you have the young cats who's hitting at that time. They thinking they bigger than the game. And again, it's like, stop it. I know you hitting right now, but I would have told Princess of the Prince, I know you're doing your thing, young brother, but you're not Ray Charles. Stop it. You know, Re- I relax. Think- Ray is here. Da 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 da. Is here, Stevie. You're not Stevie. Not yet. Slow down, uh, Playboy. You just had purple rain out. Let's not stop it. <laughs> I'll be like, stop it. Don't let these white folks get you. You gassed. I know they got you gassed up. I know you. You got your little success. You cute. You look cute right now. But sit, come on over here and sit down. Sit next to Stevie, okay? Sit down as next. Sit next to Ray. And get some game. Because Ray was doing the slay. Uh, he was already done fought the record company. Stop and it. And won. Yes, I was, I was being like, you're still early in the... I mean, like, you have your first big success. Those other albums was on the black charts. Now you, you just had your movie. I get it. You're feeling yourself. But listen, <laughs> I've been doing this for quite a few years. So has Ray and Stevie. So why don't you just sit down? relax you know what i'm saying you don't even have to do nothing we just need you to be here to show solidarity because you're not bigger than them cats at least not in 1985 when that came out and anybody no. listening to this that says otherwise you need to show re- you need to go do your googles i'd have been like man sit down but that's probably why they was like oh you're not coming okay <laughs> ray charles is here bye Stevie's here. <laughs> Bye. Who are you? Now, of course, let's be clear. Prince goes on to do his thing and become even bigger. But at that particular time, to me, that was all about showing respect to the elders. If you really want to be 100 about it. Yeah, I look at it, you know. That's my yeah, opinion. Obviously, my opinion. well, in later years, I look at it like this. And I, again, I could be wrong. But I look at it, this was done after the American Music Awards, which are the, you know, lesser of the things compared to the Grammys. And that's really uh, a popularity contest. And if you look at the roster of the people involved, it's like, who's hot right now? Right. You know, it's like, well, where was Elton John? Where was Paul McCartney? I mean, so many people, again, from what what I'm told, I'm not to the invitation list, but a lot of people wanted to be involved, and they were told no. So I, I don't like how people get on Prince, well, you told us no. Well, y'all told so-and-so no. What's the difference? Fuck you. You know, if a person wanted to be involved, regardless well, who of are you stature are you saying, that meant, Are you saying that Paul McCartney was told no? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. Oh, okay. I'm, not saying that at all. I'm saying, what's the receipt? So who, who else? <laughs> Because they was the uh, hottest people in the game was was there. That's what I'm saying. Like, who was in town? Let's get down. Now, again, hottest person in the game, Michael Jackson. 
Let's stop that right now. Well, it's like you, you look at the list, you know, again, at the time, yeah. But you go back and look at that list now, Kim Carnes, who? <laughs> True. But we talk, that's what I'm saying. We're dealing with it at that time, though, in context. Well, they were there, and they were actually there, too, in the building. Right. You know, so I don't know who else was performing that way. Was Patti LaBelle? Where's Patti LaBelle? She should have been there. If she was there. But, you know, I'm saying, like, again, if you take Prince, that would be, like, to me, like, I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying it was big. Like, if they were doing something, it was Dr. Dre. He was the man or something. And it was, Dre, we need you to come. Nah, I'm, I'm going to send Warren G. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, y'all not going to let me produce it? or I'm just going to send Warren and Nate dog. Okay. I hear you. Thanks, man. I could see see how that would look like you was on some funny shit. Because they were like, because again, let's remind ourselves, this was, when did this happen? 85? 85. I'm going to send Sheila E. Sheila E's album had just came. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was just a one song popping. So She was a one hit wonder on that album. Is it 85? She's only been out less than a year. And you're talking to Quincy Jones. And you said, I'm going to send the one hit popping protege. I know they was like, nigga. Huh? Or if Jay-Z sent Memphis Bleak. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They'd be like, <laughs> who are you sending? You disrespecting me like that? Look like I got Stevie in here. She don't sit next to Stevie and Ray Charles and all these like what are you talking about that's why i bet you they probably was like okay yeah yeah you go and do your thing okay play well i see what i, I see what is this how you see us god it, it didn't say i'm gonna send more well he went fuck with him but you know what i'm saying he sent sheila e and no disrespect to sheila e but at that particular time which would, would you think that she would be sitting on the table now again her talent is immense but I'm talking about at the time, Ray Charles. What was the other? What's the white dude you mentioned? Uh, folk singer. Was Springsteen? Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Was yeah. there. Madonna was yeah. there. You got Madonna was not there. Madonna was not there. I could have sworn she. Wow. No. You got Springsteen. You got all these cats. Come on, man. That's why. I, that's why I bet you they was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> you a funny. You a funny motherfucker." <laughs> but if you look at that, that was for lack of a better phrase, pop music. You know, there's no rap there. There's no metal Rap wasn't even there. popping at that time like that. You're not going to ah. be... Run DMC's not going to be... Run DMC was the only big act at that time, and they're not going to be standing next to Ray Charles and them cats. I don't give a fuck. With, they, they wouldn't... No, no, no. Hell no. Nah. They could have they stuck a hand out and reached out to him, man. Hell no. Nah. You know, Van Halen wasn't there. They were huge at the time. True. Were, were they in okay. town? Were they invited? I, that, so we I don't know, know that. That's what I'm saying. What I'm, the hell was Dan Aykroyd doing there? <laughs> I'm looking at the list. Big time actor, man. Ghostbusters and all that shit. Saturday Night Live, right? I guess, but you sing it like what the? Again, he ain't. He's showing again. Yeah, it's you're about right, you're right, you're showing you showed up. It's not about Paul, them. That's what I'm saying in the first place. That's you why you Paul got Simon, Randy Latoya's up in there. Yeah, Latoya. Yeah. Tina Turner. 
Dionne Warwick, Al Jarreau, yeah. Willie Nelson, Steve, Kenny Loggins, Steve, Steve Perry, Huey Lewis, Daryl Hall. Wait, where's Oates? Damn. They did Oates wrong. Sing. Oates don't sing. Hey, but... <laughs> Well, you got five. Oh, there, there, there John <laughs> Jeffrey Osborne, the Pointer Sisters, see? Smokey, see? Waylon Smokey? Jennings. Wait, Smokey? Harry Belafonte? Harry Belafonte. Yeah. See? Right. And you send Sheila? Huh? <laughs> and they don't even have. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just keeping it that. I'm like, wait. Here she is. Like, huh? Bill Gibson. Why does that name ring a bell? Bill Gibson. Mm hmm. So oh, he's not ring a bell. He's part of Huey Lewis in the news. Okay. Oh, okay. And Huey Lewis in the news. Sheila E. I mean, even Huey Lewis had, they had hits, man. At that particular Billy time. Billy Joel. Huey was huge at that time. Yeah. Billy Joel. Oh, come on, man. You got all the top. You know, these are the cats. At that time. That'd have been like <laughs> if. Uh, yeah. That'd have been like if Sherelle was in there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but she had more hits than she. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. That's why I was like, I could see why if you ask the top one, the, the the guy who's one of the top acts in the country, and he said, "No, nah, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you one of the start the, the, the little homies. I'm gonna send you little C's. Baby, like, and again, you talking to Quincy and any generation, he the man. So that's a, that, to me, I can see how that would be. That's that's very disrespectful. I know you don't want to hear that, but I mean, keep it one. Come on now, if you're talking oh, no, to the top dude and and you like, yeah, I'm gonna send uh, that such and hey, man, I'm gonna send Jerome. <laughs> oh no! What are you gonna do? Hold a mirror? <laughs> I'm like man, you stop playing. I know you just had your perm done, but there's something <laughs> seeping to your hair, Prince. Stop it. I mean, I don't, I don't want us to, to get off on another thing, but when they did the 10-year uh, reunion at the American Music Awards and oh, he refused yeah. to sing and put a it? lollipop up to Quincy Jones. That's my guy, but come on, man. He was clowning. Yeah, yeah. Well, know. you know, just to his credit, at the time, he was knee-deep in the Warner Brothers beef, too. For sure. But, that's, but he Damn. tried to give Quincy Jones a lollipop yeah, that's, out yeah, of his that. mouth. That's not a good look. Yeah, that was not good. <laughs> I, I think it, I ain't gonna lie. I think if if it was another setting and Quincy was maybe 10, 15 years younger, he probably would put hands on Prince for that one. Hilarious. Mm. I'm when, curious um, what happened afterwards if he had, had any words. I'm like, man, don't ever play me like try to play me like that on TV, man. What the fuck's wrong with you, man? But he probably don't talk like that, DJ. <laughs> after, after I don't all. know because you, you, you heard the interview. <laughs> Quincy may be a whole different person behind this. <laughs> Hilarious. That's my man Prince, man. He's a, he's a nut, man. <laughs> when Thriller was like selling quintillions of albums at its peak, a lot of metal guys and rock guys were like, look, Quincy should come do some rock. Yeah, and man. Quincy's like, that's just not my thing, man. I, I wouldn't know how to wouldn't have anything to bring to that. But, you know, again, that's another possible quantum realm thing. Imagine if Quincy produced Van Halen, you know, after doing mm. the beat thing. Mm. That had been crazy, yeah. Because Quincy, Quincy brings all these other people with him, too. You know yes. what I mean? Whole team. You, bring, you get the machine. Yeah. And he's, a ma and he's a master of all genres. That's the thing. Mm. A master. 
I have another quantum realm one. Maybe we can get into it later. What if Quincy did Dangerous? I mean, say what? All due respect to Teddy Wright, I, I admit he's the man. But <laughs> but you can tell there's just, and I understand it was a change in dynamic, but you can just tell there's just something different. There just ain't that sheen from off the wall thriller, bad to dangerous for me. Okay. I think. Well, go ahead. Who you got, Michael? You're you're a, a Michael head, much more than I am. Why was it that Quincy or Quincy that Michael went away from Quincy and to uh, Teddy Riley? Uh, from my limited understanding, I think they sort of may have had a falling out. Over what? Uh, or, you know, again, you get egos involved and whose name is it? Who's the producer? Who's the writer? You know, I think Mike wanted to show that he could do it without Quincy. I think some of, there's some of that as well. And probably, again, also the times are changing and music is a dramatic change in the sound and the attitude you're going to go for the guy who was the spearhead of that sound. Um, so he's probably like, man, I want to do something different. I don't want to, f- everybody's thinking I can't do it without Quincy. Maybe um, I want to be the man I'm in control, you know, to do it my way all the way. And I can go get these young dudes. They'll do whatever I say to some degree. Maybe, I, you know, I'm just kind of throwing these out there, but I can see like Qu- Quincy is not going to probably, do that sound he may go hire some other people who can do some of that but i think it was a drastic change in the style of music as well and you wanted to be on the forefront you know new jack swing was was the forefront of r&b at that time and uh why not go to the source just uh just my opinion that album that album was just somewhat totally different than what i expected from mj i felt that I think he could have done maybe four or five Teddy Riley songs, but the whole album, it just was, it felt like he was chasing the sound. It wasn't leading. Well, the whole and album was just is a not Teddy departure. Riley, though. I mean, he worked with other, those other songs, and, uh, you know, his sort of grandiose type of songs, I like to call, those are not Teddy songs. You know, he still worked with other people. Um, you know, it, I, I think it's a, it's just a different, I mean, you can't just do, he did two, albums right with uh quincy that was three i'm sorry three you're right yeah he did three albums off the walls yeah Yeah. i mean to me off the wall was the best of all of them they all essentially sort of watered down from that um it's probably a time for a change um he still has some writing credits on the album talking about michael but i think at that point he's Again, he's had such a career at that point already. Most people would not even have as many albums as he's had at that point when he did Dangerous. And he's coming from the point of the older guy in the game. I mean, he may not look like, I'm just saying, but, you know, he's it's just Michael Jackson. So here's all this other shit now he's got to contend with. So he's trying, he's playing catch up. You know, Janet's killing him. He's probably looking at Janet and Jim, Terry Lewis and like, fuck. Quincy ain't gonna give me that <laughs> and, mm. I, and I can't go to Jimmy and Terry because that's Janet so I'm gonna just go to the guy who fucking is the man with this go to Teddy and Teddy was like hell yeah come on in. I'm curious I wish he would have just actually let Teddy do it and like have him full reign over it 
I think the album would have been even better and tighter, maybe. But I mean, you know, I don't know. Like he could have, he could have did Teddy and Babyface too. But again, Ooh. he probably was like, "Well, it's, I don't want to be Bobby, and everybody's doing that, and you know, how can I make it my own sound?" You see, did you, did, see that, did he ever do a song with Babyface? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like a Babyface song. <laughs> it was no, the actually. one. It was in the uh, Spike Get on Lee, the bus. Spike Lee movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love that song. But that sounds like a Babyface song with Michael Jackson guest starring on it. Yeah, all Babyface songs kind of sound like Babyface. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. But uh, but anyway, I mean, yeah. Um, love both of them brothers to death, man. All of them cats, super talented. Uh, so I, I don't put one or the other. They dope. All suppose, right. Go ahead. Suppose, since Bad came out before Rhythm Nation, suppose Michael says, you know what, Quincy? So don't you stay on the sidelines and work, work the floor on this one. <laughs> I'm going to call Jimmy and Terry for Bad. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, now we got something. That would have been some stuff. I, I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at it at all, but because their catalog is so deep, so deep. Yeah, I wonder. Like the only the other thing I would say, I, I to me, I would feel like Mike was probably not intentionally, but were probably so intimidating to those cats because they probably, you know, they all came up under the the shadow of Michael, and he would be the echelon of the top, and then like you're gonna produce him. Like, how do you tell him? You know, Teddy talks about it. Like, how do I, how was I supposed to tell him it didn't sound right? Or, or I just think everything he does sounds right. Cause that's, you know what I mean? I idolized it so much. And as a musician, R&B producer dude, now you're working with this cat. Like, how do you critique it? And you might just think his voice on your shit is bomb, even if it ain't, he could be doing it better. And he was talking about like, Michael had to tell me, nah, man. Tell me this shit ain't working or, you know, I'm here under you. But I can imagine he was probably so intimidating. I'm talking about the early. So when you ask about Rhythm Nation, I would, you know, that's Michael Jackson. I would be, I would be shocked if they would even come at the album the same way. They probably wouldn't because you're dealing with Janet. You, you can guide. You feel like you can guide that. I can give her direction. Yeah. And this is the way it's going to flow. Where Mike, they might have been like, I don't know. Is this okay, Mr. Jackson? Or are you going to like tell said, me what to yep. do? Or you know what I mean? It's like you said, Mike would come in and say, "Look, tell me what I need to do here. You know, give me, give it to me. Let's go." Yeah, I just and don't think they will do that. They probably were not in that. I would think they probably would see it the other way. It would only be somebody like a Quincy who would not be intimidated at all by you. Know, like, yo, this is this is what we're going to do, Mike. And show me what you got here. Let me, let me perfect it for you and get this popping. You know what I'm saying? Like a seasoned producer, real producer can get in there and, and, and not going to feel intimidated. I would imagine they would be highly intimidated by Michael at that particular time, as opposed to maybe later once they got their chops and they real, they got their Grammy and they're the top dogs. Oh yeah, we can, we'll give our sound to Michael, but I can imagine it would probably be very, it was probably very intimidating. The, the, even the thought, of, Oh, we won't be in the studio with Michael. We gotta have our our top shit, you know. Or, 
which may make them second guess shit they're doing because they, they feel like it ain't they top or it don't sound like Michael's supposed to sound when he actually wants to sound like you. I can only imagine that would be highly for the, so I'm talking about I'm talking about for the young Teddy and for the young Jimmy Jam and them type of cats. Cause even like I said, Teddy talked about that. He's like, man, I don't know, man. They want they want me to meet with Mike. I don't know what to say. Uh da 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 versus when I'm working with Aaron and anybody else. I just like, yo, this is the cut, right? You know, I can tell Bobby, yo, do it like this, you know. Oh, okay. He probably was like, no. If you had gotten Jimmy and Terry around the Human League song, yeah, I can see them being a little intimidated. But post Grammy success, well, yeah, they'd saying. still be intimidated, but not as much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when they get to scream and all that kind of stuff, they probably like, yeah, Mike, you know, get get on there, whoop de whoop. But yeah, it was it Babyface and then was working with <laughs> with Jermaine, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta clown Jermaine? <laughs> I like clowning Jermaine. Jermaine had cuts. Remember when Jermaine had cut? Jermaine had cut. <laughs> oh, man, he had Let's Get Serious. Was he had that slow? And that's it. He had that slow song. He used to play it on. Don't take it personal. Yeah, he has. Take the bit of it sweet. Yeah, Wasn't that a shot at Michael? I don't know. It might be. Well, Jermaine was doing this thing, man. You know, shit. I remember Mar- Marlon had his little shine for a second. Girl, I want your body. No, no, I want your body. <laughs> All right. With baby tonight, that eight people bought. Wow. Remember, I remember when everybody was talking big on uh, Randy's Jack. Was it Randy and the Gypsies or something like that? Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. They was doing it. That's the Jacksons. We always forget that every client clowning them out. Nigga, that's the Jacksons. They was superheroes talking about. Anything they did was big. It was oh man, so I didn't say yeah man. Jacks oh man, that's Jackie. Oh, I don't think Jackie had a solo thing, did he? No, he's on. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. All right, um, let's get up out of here for real, man. It's turned into a longer thing than I thought. That well, song is in my head now. What body? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what's that? I like that song. Yeah, too. no, they had that. Now you're making me remember they had that one cut. I think that was Randy. Um, one, one more chance. Janet did that over. Chance. Oh yeah, yeah. Janet ended up releasing that. Yeah, that was a good song, man. Yeah, that was they had good songs, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoyed this show. Big sexy and sack. Where can they find you online? Ah, the usual hangouts: Facebook under Mark Wiggins, Twitter under WSE Mark, Instagram Mark Wiggins. Two and I'm going to take the suggestion from our friend JD. Shout out to JD. Um, I'm going to start talking a little more about my fine dining experiences, as JD suggested. Because recently, here in Sacramento, the Michelin Guide has given my favorite restaurant, the Kitchen, a Michelin star, well deserved, well earned. But earlier, but on Thursday, I was at fucking. I'm going to say it. I was at the Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. No. No. Hell no. But I digress. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> you say, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no. No. All right. Well, we're looking forward to uh, seeing your uh, content here soon. Big 
sexy and sack I already went to. Ampu, sir. <laughs> nice recovery. Find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Ampu, and I ain't got nothing else to promote. Uh, yeah. All right. Wow. Just doing them surprise. No. <laughs> so you don't know nothing about that. Nah, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> but I did watch Wednesday CS though. Oh, okay. You guys seen it before, <laughs> didn't you? Or are you just throwing shots? Hey, there you go. <laughs> We we would implore all of our people to watch that as well. I actually kind of want to watch it again. I don't know what that says about me, but yeah, I, I can. I could probably watch the first episode, but definitely not episode four at all. Mm. Did you see the Sorry. Oprah interview thing they showed? No, no, I, I'm I'm not. I gotta go. I watched the DJ Vlad one, which I, I said I'm not messing with Oprah, but then I'm gonna go with the culture vote. <laughs> well, I, I side eyed the interview because of Oprah a little bit, but. Man, it was actually it's really good. It's, it had me breaking down toward the end, man. I was like, ah, man. Uh, I feel it for, uh, what's the brother whose dad kind of sold him out? Is that Atron? Uh, yeah, yeah, Atron, man. Uh, I think so, yeah. He's, I, I thought earlier, I was like, I, I commend that they're not bitter and stuff. Yo, that brother, he ain't with none of the bullshit. And he ain't forgotten none of it. Like, yeah, he he's got. He admittedly, he was. I got. I'm dealing with issues. I'm trying day for day. And he's. How do you feel about your dad? I don't fuck him. You know, he's not. He ain't right. He's. And it was. I. It broke my heart. But I can understand it. I, I get it. I was like, damn, man. Whew. But it's good, man. Corey Wise is a very interesting guy, man. He don't really say much. You've ever seen his stuff he don't say a lot at all very interesting man but i salute him you're a real superhero um but with that said we're gonna get up out of here we will see you next time work it like a job pace <laughs>